The 700 Tapes podcast is mostly intended for entertainment purposes only. Mostly. They don't own any of the rights to the clips they use either. The 700 Tapes podcast is going to contain foul language and crude humor. If that offends you, stop listening. There, I said it. Can I go now? In 2019, Jasperino purchased 700 VHS tapes at a yard sale for $35. He promptly moved them to a safe house deep in the outlands of the Arizona desert. If you're into nostalgia, and you like VHS, and if you can find him, maybe you can listen to The 700 Tapes Podcast. When I was pregnant in jail, I thought I was going to have a baby and the baby would never be with me, but I was acquitted a month and three days before Tupac was born. I was real happy because I had a son. When I was young, me and my mama had beef, 17 years old, kicked out on the streets. Though back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Suspended from school, I'm scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. Shed tears with my baby sister Over the years we was bored and other little kids And even though we had different daddies The same drama when things went wrong we blamed mama I reminisce on the stress I caused It was hell Hugging on my mama from a jail cell And who thinking elementary? Hey, I see the penitentiary One day Running from the police, that's right 
mama catch me, put a whoop into my backside. And even as a crack fiend, mama, you always was a black queen, mama. I finally understand for a woman it ain't easy trying to raise a man. You always was committed, a poor single mother on welfare. Tell me how you did it, there's no way I can pay you back. But the plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate it. It's that time. What's up, freaks and weirdos? Jasperino here with you. On a very special episode of the 700 Tapes Podcast. Our Mother's Day Spectacular. (laughs) Bless you. Rona. I am joined by the man, (laughs) the myth, the legacy, the very sneezy, Roman Alvarado. Yeah. How you doing today, my brother? I can't complain at all. Hell yeah. Yourself? If I were any better, I wouldn't be able to stand it. I hear that. So as you guys can see, we got a little bit of a mother theme going on here. Got a little uh, Mr. T, a little Tupac, a little dancing. And I got something special to close this episode out, but I'm not telling anybody. It's a very, very special surprise. He's mother. <laughs> mother. <laughs> we should have had Samuel L. Jackson on this episode. Right. Motherfucker. That would have been funny. <laughs> so as I said, we are recording this on a Saturday night here in the outlands of the Arizona desert. Doing it old school. We usually do this on Sunday, but as Sunday is Mother's Day this time, we decided to uh, set a little time aside on Saturday night so we can, well, my mom's out of state, but your mom's here, right? Yeah. So you can spend some time with your mom tomorrow. Definitely. Um, I need to call mine. She's in Dallas. Like the so. gracious the gracious uh, host that you are. You yes. Know, like, look, we're going yes. to do it for the mamas out there in the world. So we just want to wish all of you guys, because we're going to release this on Mother's Day, so maybe you can sit down and listen to this with your mom if your mom is a movie fanatic. Right. And she doesn't mind foul language and crude subject matter. Right. There, I said it. Can I go now? Can I go now? As you may have guessed, or if you listened to the last podcast, which you should have, you would know that our movie, our VHS review this week is Aliens from 1986 Mm -hmm. with Sigourney Weaver. As you guys know, we are a VHS, strictly VHS podcast. All of our movie reviews come straight off of VCR to your listening ears. No Blu-rays, no DVDs, no video on demand. None of that. We ain't watching it on Xbox Live. Nope. But we are live like a suicide here in the Outlands of Arizona tonight on a Saturday. Doing it correctly. You guys can catch us on social media, on Instagram under the 700 Tapes podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Jasperino at 700 Tapes. Find us on Facebook under 700 Tapes Podcast. Also, join our Facebook group. Give us some feedback. You can drop us a line, 700tapes at gmail.com on your interwebs. If you guys are listening to us now, you're probably listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, CastBox, Spotify, or iTunes because we're kind of a big deal. Hell yeah. So that's where you can find us. If you have a platform a podcasting platform that you would like to hear us on, 
drop us a line and let us know, and I will make that happen. If you have a movie that you want to see, like I said before, as long as it doesn't cost 80 bucks on eBay, I will buy it if I don't have it so we can review it because we're all about you. Every other city we go, hey. every other video, what? it's all about you. I'm going to say it's all about you, but you know I'm lying. Man, we're heavy on the Tupac on this episode. Right? Anyway, we have a special guest with us today. Uh, Roman and I, since it is Mother's Day, uh, in a little bit here, we are going to have a Yo Mama contest. What, what? And I decided if we're having a contest, there's got to be a winner, and I, I didn't think that we could think of the winner between the two of us so i brought in a special guest today my son deacon is here to judge the yo mama contest say hello deacon hello that's him he is a man of few words he walks softly and he carries a big stick yeah or something i don't know but yeah we are going to do that i've got a lot of cool shit lined up that we can do for that and uh he is going to be the judge he's going to let us know who had the best yo mama joke and the winner gets bragging rights. We'll make this an annual thing. The Damn 2020 right. Yo Mama Champion. 2020 Yo Mama Champion. And we'll do this again. Maybe next Mother's Day, too. I think that'd be a good right. annual thing to do. And maybe even do Yo Daddy. Oh, man. <laughs> they never did Yo Daddy jokes, huh? Right. When you were a kid. It was always Yo Mama. Yeah. I think it's half the kids didn't have a daddy they around. So all you had to say was like, <laughs> your daddy ain't there. Like, Drop mic. Oh, and then it affected five other people. Oh, exactly. Man. <laughs> Everybody got triggered. <laughs> the ripple effect. <laughs> right. I think the big thing when you were a kid was my dad could beat up your dad. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you didn't have to worry about your mama if your daddy was beating up your daddy. <laughs> I love you, daddy. Remember At that, least I love you, daddy. Remember that little kid from Shrek? <laughs> I love you, daddy. I love you, daddy. <laughs> So anyway, what's been going on with you this week? You, been, um, you watch anything? I'm trying to think. Did I watch anything that was, um, no. So Nothing that even comes to mind. I got a couple of things because I forgot to mention this last week. So okay. this is actually last weekend, this week stuff. Uh, we actually, and this is a big thing for Ro and I because I have a hard time getting her to make it through one movie, much less three, because she likes to fall asleep. She's 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 that she's that, oh. she's that person. Oh. oh, you guys see this movie? And then the half an hour, and she's like, <laughs> And oh, let's restart it, and then you got to watch it two or three times so she can get all the way through it. Damn. But we watched all three Annabelle movies last weekend oh, nice, on nice. Saturday night, actually. Um, so that was cool. We started in the afternoon, obviously. But I'm a big fan of that whole the Wanaverse, the James Wan universe. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I actually got all three movies in a package on Voodoo, so I decided we were going to watch them, and it was pretty cool. Um, Wait, I, time out. You watch something digitally? Yes. Well, they don't have Annabelle on VHS. I mean, although I'm seeing, I think I've been seeing, like, people are bootlegging VHSs of current movies. Like, you, they're making cases and everything. That's kind of badass. It is very badass, actually. And um, But anyway, I, I watched this cool, uh, okay, so it's a VHS podcast, but I do watch other stuff. I okay. mean, the okay. movies we review are right. strictly VHS, and right. they always will be. We hold ourselves to that. We have a very high standard as the tape heads that we are. Yes. But um, I also watched a really cool um, Indian horror movie called Boot um, about a haunted... It was kind of like Ghost Ship. Uh-huh. 
That's a badass movie, it, by the way. It, yeah, it is really badass. I, I, I think I have that on VHS. It might, yeah. Oh, I, I have think, a. I think it's like around oh, like two thousand ish. It was definitely on VHS. Gotcha. Um, and I think I own it. It's hard to say because I have over a thousand tapes now. Because I think of like anytime I think of Ghost Ship, for some reason I think it's because of the water, but I always think of Deep Blue Sea as well. Oh right, right. Because it's 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 around that you know era. So time. you see all the tapes in the room around you. All right. Underneath this desk, these three boxes are full of tapes also. I kind of figured. Yeah. So I've got over a thousand tapes and I'm pretty sure, pretty like 90% sure right now as we speak that I own Ghost Ship. Hell yeah. Because I would like to do that eventually. Of Our course. next movie is going to be cool, but I'm keeping that a secret till the end. You right. guys got to listen to find out what it is. Bum, anyway, bum, uh, bum. I watched this movie called Boot, B-H-O-O-T. And I'm wondering if that's the Indian word for boat. I don't know. But um, the boot. It was pretty cool. It had a really cool twist. I don't want to give it away, but it's a ghost movie, and it's also not a ghost movie. So, yeah, it's. I would recommend checking it out. I watched it on Shudder. I think it was Shudder. Either Amazon Prime or Shudder. Um, but, yeah, that was a good movie. So, are they ghosts or not? Are they ghosts or not? Thank you. Have a nice day. I just want to know that, you know. Well, there is a ghost. ghost. There okay. is a ghost. Oh, okay. But there's not a ghost also. Okay. okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. Thank you. Come again. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> That's awful. Who needs the quickie mark? That thus our disclaimer at the beginning the of the show. The quickie mark. If you're easily offended, <laughs> kiss my. Ass. Yo, like when a poo oh, saying quickie yeah. mark. Yes. Oh my gosh, dude. So I used to have on PlayStation Two. I had the Simpsons Hit and Run game. Oh, that game was badass. Yeah, did you did Hell you play yeah. it? Hell yeah. Hell well, yeah. it was cool because when you played Apu, he yelled all kinds of racial slurs. <laughs> I took my weight cracker. <laughs> I'm like, if I'm not mistaken, I think, uh, of course, Otto drove the bus. Yes. And then I think Bart had a, a spaceship. Yes, and then there was that whole thing where he had to fight the, the Robosaurus. Mm -hmm. That was one of the levels. I loved the hell out of the game. And then you had to gather the tobacco plants. Yep. And uh, all that. you'd be driving through and the hillbillies on my tobacco. My tobacco. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I did. Uh, I, now that I think about it, I can't say that I watched it like firsthand, but I watched uh -huh. it like in background music, you know, kind oh, yeah, of fashion. Yeah, yeah. So I was at the shop and um, I can't think of what the movie is, but it's a zombie movie on a train. Train to Busan? Yes. It's a Korean movie? Yes. That movie's badass. Yeah. That movie... Is probably the best zombie movie to come out in the last ten years. It's and and my 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 thought at first was snakes on a motherfucking plane. Yeah, you know, you know they made snakes on a train, right? But my my thought with that is snakes uh, on a plane was wasn't a bad movie. Uh, yeah, but was, yeah. You think the, the premise of it is <laughs> the the CGI snakes were awful. And no, they had that, feathers and I'm, fur. And, I'm talking premise, but the premise, yeah. And Samuel Jackson, on you can't plane. go wrong with it. You're like shit. So right. my thought was zombies on a train. Boo! No, right. that movie was badass. That movie is amazing, and it's very rewatchable. Mm -hmm. It's freaking cool. So if you guys have not seen Train to Busan, after you're done listening to the podcast, watch it. Don't stop listening. Right, right. Don't stop believing. Oh my god. <laughs> It's that kind of, you know what? It's Saturday night. We got a kind of a different kind of vibe going right. on. Like, we're not all like lazy and yeah, laid back today. Usually, like, uh, you know, usually we got the sun coming through the blinds a little bit. Right now it's dark, right. and we're sitting with. The, we actually have the light on. We I usually try to keep the lights kind of low, right? So that we kind of have an ambiance going. But you know, kind of now, now I need to be able to see my notes, right? 
uh, aside from the fact that I need my glasses. So anyway, um, so you already lit the Virgin Mary. I did light my Virgin Mary candle. His mama candle. My mama. That Jesus mama right there, boy. Oh yeah, that's Jesus, a good time. That's, 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 that's Jesus mama. Jesus mama. <laughs> you ever remember Dio Hughley did that stand up when he was like, you know who 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 the worst stepfather it sucked to to be would be uh, Joseph, and he was like. Jesus, I thought I told you to clean this room. And Jesus is like, you ain't my daddy. And I know you don't want to get my real daddy involved in this. And my daddy he's acting like he's sweeping. I clean your room, Joseph. It's okay. <laughs> my daddy can whoop your daddy ass. Right. <laughs> that Jesus had the ultimate, like, yo daddy. Like, right. Nobody was going to fuck with that. Right. Uh, Look, nobody fucked with his mom either. Right. <laughs> Except the Holy Ghost. Anyway, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, oh my God, I tried, I tried so hard not to say that. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Look, 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 it was, it was there. You know, right. it was like a tee ball. You know, uh, you were that ball was sitting on that tee, and you just had to crack it. Right. It wasn't a soft toss. Right. Yeah. It was, it was there. It was right there. It was, was like just crush. There. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> you want to go right into the yo mama thing? Hell yeah. You want to do that? Okay. Hell yeah. Are we trash talking first? I couldn't remember if we were actually going to do that or not. I kind of feel bad. I don't know if I can do it. Oh, brother. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Are we going to trash right. talk? Go ahead. I'll let you go first. Are I'm, you going to do it as Hulk Hogan? I was, uh, look, I don't know. I don't I don't even know if I can even trash talk. I know. I was. Like, you got to, like, like legitimately, like, prepare for that. I feel like you got to, like, look at the man in the mirror and talk right. shit to him. Are you talking to me? Right, right. Are you talking to me? Do it. <laughs> do it. Do, do it. it. <laughs> oh, you're talking Starsky and Hutch right yes. now? Oh, my God. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Stupid ass movie. But I enjoyed it way more than I should have. Because I was a huge... If you guys don't know, they did a Starsky and Hutch remake with Ben Stiller and oh, Owen Wilson. And Snoop. And Snoop was Bunny. Um, but I thought he was Huggy Bear. Huggy Bear. Huggy Bear. That's it. Man, Sorry. Tripping dog. Sorry. But um, I used to watch Starsky and Hutch when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this stupid ass movie. They made a comedy out of it. It wasn't a comedy, blah, blah, blah. Then I watched it. It was like Dukes of Hazard. Right. I watched it and I enjoyed it way more than I should have. And like with Dukes of Hazard, I was like, oh, Willie Nelson's Uncle Jesse? That's actually kind of badass. Kind of badass. I could have gone without Jessica Simpson. I wish they would have kept um, Daisy Duke as a brunette. But other than that, the, it was all right. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 a good movie out of the five dollar bin at Walmart. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's, it's worth good to put on while while you're doing laundry, right? You know, it's it's certainly Train to Busan, That's right? For damn, sure. for damn sure, damn sure, or Death right. Ride or Death Race and shit like that. Death Race. <laughs> Are you talking about the Jason Statham one or talking, the? Uh, I was talking. David I was actually Carradine one. I, what I was actually thinking, I was trying to say, uh, the Grindhouse one. Oh, death proof. There we go. Hell yeah. There we go. Hell yeah. I got that poster hanging in the yeah. in the hallway. That's what, that's what kind of caught my attention. Right. Okay, so here's how we're going to do this. All right. We're going to do five Yo Mamas each, one right after the other. Like, gotcha. you're going to go, then I'll go. Gotcha. And then for each one we do, Deacon is going to say who he thought had the best Yo Mama. All right. And then we'll tally that. Okay. And whoever gets the most okay. will be the... 2020 Yo Mama Champion. <laughs> Wipe out. Right? <laughs> Wipe out. That was horrible. I apologize. We do everything in real time on the 700 Tapes podcast, 
But if I was going to edit anything in post, I probably would edit that out. So No, that was funny. Apologies in advance. So you ready to do this? I'm Are you pumped? I'm pumped? Are you psyched? I'm psyched. I'm ready to win this. Oh, shit. I'll be ready to win this till you better let your mama's house. Ooh, I'm just kidding. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Let's see what you got. All right, show me what you got. You got, look, I, t- I think in, in all fairness, you know what I'm saying, I think smoke goes before fire, so you should go first. What is that? Oh, man. Yeah. I was gonna, see, I was going to be the, the nope. gentleman and let you go first. See, I, I beat you to it. All right. I'm going to pull mm-hmm. this out. There. I'm going to I'm gonna put my spectacles on okay. okay, so that I can see properly. Okay. And we're I'm, ready to do this. I'm not even going to like look. Here we go. Oh, yo, mama fight. <laughs> Here we go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first annual 2020 Yo Mama Championship. I am Jasperino, and I will be versuses the legacy. We'll see what happens here. I'm going to go first. Hell yeah. Yo Mama's so dumb, she went to the dentist to get Bluetooth. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> This this was gonna this was gonna hit you know hit real close to home okay all right yo mama's so fat she wears a VCR like a beeper oh shit (laughs) since we're VHS you know podcast damn damn son all right Deacon who had the better one oh man those were both pretty good yeah both pretty good right uh. Got to give to Roman. Yeah. <laughs> Roman taking an early lead. Damn. Yeah. Damn, son. All right, here we go. Number two. Your mama's so dumb, she thought Tupac Shakur was a Jewish holiday. Damn. <laughs> look, that look. All right, all right. Well, I'm going to stay on your mama's weight because oh, your shit. mama is so fat. When she sat on an iPod, she made an iPad. Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> All right. Deacon? Yep. Mm-hmm. Who had that one? Man, it's got to be Roman again. Ah! He's, got, he's got good ones. He's got good ones, man. Look, that was good. Damn. Look, see, see I, took it, I took it old school. I thought I brought a ringer in, too. I took it old school, you know, and then... I came with the new school right back to back. Like, all right, shit, son. All right. man, man, he's, he's I'm rolling. on fire. All right. All right. That's okay. I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm coming back. All right. Just so we know, if Roman gets this one, it's over. But I would like to do my other two anyway. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. All right. Hell We're yeah. going all five no matter what. It'll be academic after that. Mm-hmm. All right. Your mama's so old. I told her to act her age, and she died. Mm, <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> well, I'm going to take the high road on, okay, on, on your okay, mama, okay? Okay. Your mama is just like a sneeze. Oh, shit. God bless your mama. Whoa. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Deacon, what's the call on that one? Oh, that was funny. Uh. I'd give it to Jasperino. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm oh, still in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jasperino's in it to win it. Yeah. Brother. Oh. You mean daddy? Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. shit. Your mama's so ugly, 
When she played in Mortal Kombat, Scorpion said, Stay over there! (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That is definitely funny. Look, your mama is so dumb and hungry. The only letters in the alphabet she knows are K, F, C. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, damn. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a hard one too. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I I think it's Roman. Yeah. yeah I think Roman. I think I think he got you. Yeah. I think he got you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause All your right. mama's so dumb and hungry. That's right. why. Right. Yeah, he got two had, of them. Had to double right. up on her. Right. <laughs> Damn. Mm. All right. Since I already lost, I just go for this. Yep, go for it. You'll appreciate this one, Deacon. Your mama's so ugly, she entered an ugly contest, and they said no professionals. No professionals. <laughs> no professionals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Damn, I didn't expect to lose this. Yeah, Shit. look, it was fast, too. I like, know. Man, one, two, three. Bam, 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 bam. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see what my last one is. Or, well, I should have another one. Oh. So, you know, this is a seasonal thing, but, you know, your mama, she keeps it year-round, okay? Your mama's like a Christmas tree. Everybody hangs their balls on her. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Okay, had I been ahead, you would have won with that one anyway. <laughs> yeah, after. yeah, you were yeah. screwed either way. <laughs> damn. My feelings are hurt right now. Shit. Oh, damn. All right, I got a couple of honorable mentions let's here. See, that let's were see too what you good. got. Let's see what you got. Because I wrote down a couple of extras just in case we ended up with, because I know we vibe a lot. Right, right, right. There was a chance that we could have ended up with the same one. And look, I believe it. Like, I almost used that iPad one, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, damn, I know the answer to this one. Oh, look, I knew the answer to the ugly contest. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. So, all right. Your mama's so stupid, she yelled into an envelope because she was trying to send a voicemail. (laughs) (laughs) So this was going to be the last one. All right. So your mama's mouth is like trail mix. It's packed with nuts. Oh, shit. (laughs) Damn. You see how I was trying to keep the same vibe when she was hungry? Right. You know what I'm saying? And balls. Yeah, right. And nuts. Oh, I I got it. I got you. Jingle bells. Jingle Jingle balls. Jingle balls. All right. Your mama's so fat, when you kill her in Call of Duty, you get a five-person kill streak. (laughs) Kill streak. Look, that's funny. That is definitely funny. Let's see if I have one more. If my phone will pull it up. Come on. Let's see what we have. All right. Um, um, I feel like uh, Tom Cruise in Top Gun when he was like, I'm going to need some beer to put out these flames. Damn, son. <coughs> wow. Man, that was that was fun. If I got one more. Oh, 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 here we go. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Your mama is like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Everybody's had a poke. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love this Rocky music. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this Rocky shit is definitely dope. Right. Especially because I fucking won. Right? All right. Oh, yeah. Well, I got something special for you. All right, all right. I just want to announce you as... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, here is your winner... And first ever, your mama champion, the legacy 
Roman Alvarado. You know, on on behalf of uh, you know this contest, I just want to thank your mama. Oh. <laughs> I mean, no offense to your grandmama. Oh. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Like, I got your little Stone Cold going on. Right? Here. Look, yeah, yeah. Look. See? See? 316 right here, baby. I was really torn between this and uh, The Rock. Look, so I thought, uh, I thought at, at first it was going to be uh, Triple H. Oh, uh, like, time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> Oh, I look, really, I'm, I really I'm was. Ju- I'm not just. Uh, uh, I'm just a sexy, sexy boy. boy. Yeah, sexy I'm, boy. <laughs> I'm not your boy, boy toy. toy. There we go. Oh my God, little Shawn Michaels. I almost went the cheap route and just threw the John Cena thing in there again because I've been <laughs> zinging it so well. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> Apple juice. Apple juice. <laughs> All right, that was cool. That was awesome. Hell yeah. Right, I want to thank my son, Deacon. Hell yeah. Even though he's a treacherous bastard. I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Damn. Good job. Good job, son. I appreciate it. Damn. Man, I thought I had a ring or two. I bring my boy in here. Uh-huh. I put a Mortal Kombat one in there. Uh-huh. Damn. I thought I had this in the bag. I, look, look, I'm not even going to lie to you. I was like, hmm, that's his son. This is a right? little biased. Right. It's cool, though, because I know I brought some heat. I knew it. Right. Like, I mean, I, I came in out, here. Mm-hmm. I came in here like the Cavaliers and walked out like the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> the Warriors. Right. <laughs> Come out anyway, and play. Deacon, thank you very much for uh, judging uh, the contest. Appreciate your time. <laughs> you have anything to say to the fine people before you make your departure? Uh, or you want to hang out for the episode? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I knew he didn't. I knew he didn't. <laughs> I, didn't I didn't even watch the movie. I wouldn't really... Uh, well, that's why we explain it to you. Yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, when I asked you to do it earlier, I was really shocked when you agreed. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. He's like, look, anybody likes a good yo mama joke. Right. Yeah. Right. Even if I was talking about his grandmother. I don't, don't know. Don't, don't, okay. <laughs> don't forget about the best wrestling match that ever happened. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you talking about Buff Bagwell's mama Judy on a pole Bagwell match? Judy Bagwell on oh, a pole God. match. We're on right. a forklift. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, That's what I gotta say to everyone out there. Gotta Google that. That's uh, some 1990s WCW gold right there. Ridiculous! You want some ridiculous wrestling? There you go. There you go. (laughs) You got it right there. I'm gonna have to watch that. Right. All right. So thank you very much, Deacon. You've been a gentleman and a scholar. You were humble and lovable. Thank you very much. Have a good night. We're gonna press on here. So, man. I need mm-hmm. some salve for these burns. <laughs> God damn. Aloe vera. That's uh, what you need. Uh, unhook you here. He wants his gaming headset back. There you go. Just to leave the other wire. I'm tangled. All right. So we're going to jump in here. We're going to do some alien. Mm-hmm. Um. Cause you definitely got probed right there. Bro. Got, oh, damn. I've been living that down for a while. <laughs> of course, bragging rights for the bragging whole year. Bragging rights for the year. whole year. Yeah. That's good. That's all right. Uh-huh. If I was going to lose to anybody, man, I'm yeah. proud of it to you. Exactly. You know. I didn't know I was dealing with an expert, a look, professional. I would look. Damn. Just like she was professionally ugly. Oh, oh damn. Damn. So you see how I brought that full circle? All right, all right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
right. <laughs> I'm going to do something right now. Um, geez, still recovering a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to do something right now we like to call... The Tale of the Tape. This is the Aliens Widescreen Series Edition. Aliens is presented in its original widescreen format. The film's original screen composition can now be viewed in all its theatrical splendor with the added attraction of being digitally mastered by THX for superior sound and picture quality. The sole survivor of mankind's first encounter with the alien, Ripley's Sigourney Weaver, grim report on the alien life form to her crew discovered is ignored, especially since colonists are now living peacefully on the alien's planet. But when transmissions from the colony suddenly stop, a high-tech combat team goes in to investigate Ripley, determined to vanquish her previous nightmarish experience, joins the terrifying and ill-fated mission. There you have it. That wasn't bad. I've heard yeah. that. Um, I'm still recovering from that. Man. No, 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 no. Not, not. It was. It wasn't during. Oh, you're talking about. Oh, you're talking about the the back of the VHS. Yeah, the actually. synopsis. Well, here's the thing on this one. This is like a widescreen special edition VHS of Aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no previews on here. Okay. There's some weird shit on here that I'm going to cover here in a second. Okay. Um, that we got on the VHS, but it's a, it's a clamshell, which is really cool. Right. It's got the gold inlay and it's the special THX edition. Right. So yeah, this isn't like the, uh, it's not a video, video rental store copy. It's an actual, this thing probably cost 40 bucks when it was brand new. You know what gotcha. I mean? Gotcha. Which is crazy. Right. Like, damn, so, tapes? $40? Right. So, um, let's go into what I got on the VHS. Um, I got a, kind of an ad for wi- for widescreen. Mm-hmm. I, this was probably around the time when widescreen was coming out. They're talking about the aspect ratio. Right. And they're showing clips of, like, Independence Day and nice. um, Aliens and... Um, or Alien. Or did they show a clip of No, aliens? it was Aliens. Oh. And um, a couple other movies. A couple other like action movies. Um, True Lies was on there. Definitely. But they were showing like the split screen when like when you watch a regular tape, you're not getting the whole picture. But in widescreen, then they show the widescreen on the other side, so you're right. seeing everything. And um there they had a bunch of these that were special edition THX widescreen mm. that all had the same kind of gold cover. So um, I'll put that up on Instagram too so you guys can see it. And then there was like a 10-minute um, making of mini documentary about Alien Resurrection. So this was released right around the time probably gotcha. that Alien Resurrection came out. Kind of like, remember with The Crow? Right, right, they right. They re-released it to with push Crow, Crow City two. of Angels. So with this, I think they just re-released these so that they could put, because Alien Resurrection was out. Right. I remember I went and saw Alien Resurrection in uh, theaters when it came out. And I really, I really enjoyed it. We were talking a little bit about that before mm. the podcast, um, about the reasons you liked it, right? And I thought it was, I thought it was a good movie. Um, the last part was a little cheesy to me with the, of course. Uh, the mama, the mama, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh my God! How the 
fuck did you know her name? Anyway, but the rest of the movie I thought was really good. I liked Ron Perlman. Right. I liked Top Dollar. Right, Top, Top Dollar. Dollar Dollar. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, my girl Winona Ryder. Right. And, oh my God, Winona Ryder's in the movie. And uh, yeah, so Alien Resurrection's alright, but it was weird that they had a making of before. Like they were really pushing this. Like, oh, go see this. It's gonna my, be awesome. My thought with, like, when I think of like Alien, you know, th- when I think of the franchise itself. Uh huh. I couldn't even tell you what three looks like. Right. Like, legitimately, like horrible. I, That's what it looks like. I can't. I can't even think of what Alien Three is. Uh, that's somewhere she's on the prison planet. She shaves her head so she doesn't get lice and. Yeah, yeah, it's it it's not it good. It doesn't ring. A I'm bell. just gonna go ahead and say that it's not good. Like it, it doesn't ring a bell at all. Right. Like, I think one of like the, my favorite scenes in Resurrection is when the fucking alien swimming in the water. Yeah, that was that alien is right behind you yeah. on that shelf. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the water swimming alien that's on my shelf right there. That's yeah. the one for me. He's got the fin tail. I like, like that too. That, that shit. Cool. Like, because I remember watching it as a kid. I was mm-hmm. like, except if you look at mine, up. mine's wearing a top hat. <laughs> just because I thought snazzy. it was, just because I thought it was funny. That top hat's moved around. He was on Pumpkinhead over there for a little while. The top hat was. Yeah, I remember watching Pumpkinhead, like yeah. the first part of Pumpkinhead. Oh my gosh, dude! Okay, scary. Two now nights. it's probably fucking. Oh, well, I don't know. No, Pumpkinhead holds up really well. Really, and it's a good tie into this movie because Lance Hendrickson is the star of Pumpkinhead. Oh, shit. and he was Bishop on right, Aliens. Right, right. But I got since you brought Pumpkin. Well, I guess I brought it up. Mm-hmm. I got the pumpkin head figure. Okay, so I have a shelf in here. I've got pumpkin head on one side and that swimmer alien on the other wearing a top hat. The top hat was previously on pumpkin head because I've been moving it around. It was on Ozzy for a little while because it's funny. It's, it's, right. It's just an extra. All right. Uh, this episode's going to be a little long because I feel talky and it's Saturday night. Fuck it. Let's Fuck do it. this. Fuck Aliens it. a long movie. Aliens is a long movie. So, um. I this is my thinking. This is what I do because I'm an action figure collector. Mm-hmm. I bought this um, action figure of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Okay, and I bought it because I had previously bought a Zatanna Justice League figure, right? And she didn't come with a top hat. Okay, and it so, bugged me. So you bought her. You bought it just to get the. Top so hat. I was at Zia Records. Okay, several value locations, one near you. <laughs> There's your free plug. I'm just waiting for that sponsorship. Um, I was at Z Records and I found this Dr. Jekyll, whatever. I, no, no. I'm trying to take that back. It was a Jack the Ripper. Okay. It was a Jack the Ripper action figure. And he came with two top hats. And I'm like, oh, shut up and take my money. I'm buying, it's like 12 bucks. I'm totally buying this. Right. So then I put the one top hat on Zatanna and it looks badass. Mm-hmm. So I have this extra top hat floating around. So it kind of moves around onto my different figures and it looks really funny. Another thing I did was I uh, I've since given all my wrestling action figures to my son that was just in here Deacon because we're both big wrestling fanatics. He had a lot of figures already and I had a bunch. But um besides Macho Man, except for the Macho Man, I had to keep him. He's not going nowhere. Right. But um yeah. I'm a little limited on space in here. Right. And I probably had 20 wrestling action figures and I just had nowhere to put them. So I gave them to him cuz I figured he'd appreciate it more. But I bought a Triple H figure one time mm-hmm. because he came with a water bottle. <laughs> and I wanted my Triple H that I already had to have a water bottle. I bought the Triple H figure, took the water bottle out of it, gave the rest of it to my kid. Okay. <laughs> I will buy an action figure for accessories. For their accessories. I absolutely will. 
absolutely do that. It's like your Harley Quinn over there coming, you know, without a bat. It just doesn't work. Right. Well, that's not even her bat. Oh, It's shit. her bat. It's this Harley Quinn's bat. I just oh, switched it up. Oh, my gosh. Because I thought she looked cooler with the bat. Right. I've got like four Harley Quinns over here and one right. I've got a lot of Harley Quinns. Anyway, two nights ago, uh-huh. let's bring this all back around to Pumpkinhead. I don't know why this happened. I very rarely dream, much less have a nightmare, mm-hmm. much less have a nightmare about a movie. Mm-hmm. Like a, a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Two nights ago, I don't know why, I was flopping around in bed and I woke up and I was having this crazy dream that I was trying to save this lady from Pumpkinhead. Wow. I wasn't even the one Pumpkinhead was after. It was her and I was trying to... And I was in her house and this is so... It was a, it was scary in my dream, but I think about it now, it's hilarious. I'm in her house mm-hmm. and I look at... You know, a lot of people have that back patio with the big glass sliding door. Uh-huh. I looked through the kitchen at the back patio door and Pumpkinhead was there and he was sliding the door open all slow <laughs> like he was going to try and sneak in. <clears throat> and I was like, we got to get out of here now. I don't know. And in my dream, it was terrifying. And even as I woke up and thought about it, I'm like, that's so stupid. He's trying to sneak in the sliding door. But I don't know why. It, it To be honest, it seems like something like, you know, Michael or Jason would right, do right. to kind of get... But I haven't even watched in, Pumpkinhead like, in probably uh, a year. Damn. You know? I can't tell you the last time I even watched Pumpkinhead. Oh, I love that movie. That's one of my go-tos. It's one of my list of go-to movies. Like, it's that so shit... You know, I, I remember watching it... I can't even say watching it all the way. I remember oh, really? watching... Like, I was like, oh, no. No, fuck this. Mm-hmm. Fuck this. It's some scary shit. Yeah. The sequels are garbage. Don't even waste your time with Damn. it. Dude, the second one, it, it's... It's like they totally chinched on the effects. It's literally a guy in a really bad rubber suit. Yikes. Awful. Absolutely awful. Don't even waste your time with sequels. First one's a classic. Lance Hendrickson's freaking awesome. When we get into the movie, I'll tell you a story about Lance Hendrickson because he's a cool dude. Hell yeah. Anyway, so let's go ahead and get this going without further ado. Um, We're going to go ahead and check out the preview for Aliens. I threw a little something extra in there for you. Trip to the movies. America's favorite pastime can be enjoyed by young and old alike. But remember, there are certain do's and don'ts at the theater. Let's watch and learn as Russ and Ellen take a trip to the movies. It's two little kids. It's totally cute. (laughs) After Russ paid for the tickets, they enter in an orderly fashion. Russ bought the refreshments while Ellen saved the seats. Ah, the movie is started. Well, who's this? If it isn't Russ's old-time pal, Tony Taglioni. Hey, Russ, how's things? Tony, this is no time to talk. Now move along. Russ knows how important it is to respect the other patrons of the theater. Uh Uh-oh, somebody is smoking. And it's irritating Ellen's eyes. What's Russ going to do? He snitched. Right again, Russ. If there's a problem, get the usher. The pre the sequel to this is a trip to the hospital after that guy ah, finds him. The movie is in. <laughs> and what a fine feature it was. Wait, says Ellen. Uh-oh, they've left their garbage. But Russ knows what to do because he's come prepared. 
he had trash bag in his pocket. and I was out. Oh, man. Bill Paxton made this movie. Right. You ask and you bring aliens up to anything, anybody. It's always The there. first thing they uh-huh. always say, game over, man, game over. So Aliens was released in 1986. It was written and directed by our good buddy James Cameron. Mm-hmm. He, um, he has a knack for fucking, you know, sequels dude and the guy's a perfectionist he has a knack for fucking sequels yeah oh yeah terminator 2 yeah Mm -hmm. like right he has a fucking knack for it man so the uh budget for this movie was 18 million look when i read that earlier i was like holy shit right a james cameron movie right 18 million i know that's you know you know inflation and shit like that we'll get this it grossed in the u.s it grossed 85 god and worldwide, it grossed 131 million. This was a absolute box office smash. In fact, in the trivia, they actually say that this movie saved Fox Studios because they were kind of struggling a little bit, and they needed a hit movie really, really bad that year. And this movie saved them. So, um, Lance Hendrickson, who played Bishop in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, had said that he had pledged to quit acting if this part didn't work out for him because he had had so many years of like bit roles and stuff like that, and it proved to be one of his most successful films. That's what's up. Yep. So everybody so, was everybody was on the you know that sink or swim kind of shit. Right. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, because nobody respected James Cameron on this movie. Like, not the actors, but the crew. Uh-huh. Because the crew, I'll talk about this a little bit in the, in the um, trivia also, the crew was fiercely loyal to Ridley Scott. Wow. So they were totally pissed that James Cameron was even doing this. They were uncooperative. And, and um, James can't, I'll, I'll read it later. He said something really funny. But this stars, of course, Sigourney Weaver mm-hmm. reprising her role as Ripley right. from the first movie, Alien. Uh, Carrie Henn as Newt, mostly. Um, we got, uh, Michael Bine, how do you say his last name? Michael uh, uh, Bain, Bine, 
Corporal Hicks, but he also played with Linda Hamilton in Terminator. Oh, uh, yeah. He was the guy that came back to yep, save yep, her. Yep, yep. Um, and he ended up being John Connor's father. So there's a whole mess you can think about that Reality he sent his dad his... and it wasn't his dad but it was his dad and he came back that's the chicken or the egg right there right which came first chicken or the egg it was your daddy. that's a that's a big yo mama Ooh. joke right there <laughs> uh of course paul riser is burke lance hendrickson is bishop bill paxton is hudson um jeanette goldstein is vasquez you will see jeanette goldstein and bill paxton again together in a little vampire movie i like to call near dark it's a classic that we will be covering here on this podcast. Have you seen that movie? I have not. It's amazing. So Jeanette Goldstein, if you hadn't been able to tell, is not Hispanic. Which is crazy. Because she played Vasquez. They made her look Hispanic, but she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, lots and lots of people in this movie. Um, but yeah, the uh, I'm trying to find that the one part about uh, the crew. Um <clears throat> the alien nest set was kept intact after filming and was later used as the Axis chemical set for Batman in 1989. Wow. Yeah, when the Batman crew first entered the set, they found most of the alien nest set still intact. How cool is that? It's like, look, that's you know, work that we don't have to do. Right? This was the only acting role for Carrie Henn, who played Newt. She later became a teacher. Um, check this out. Al Matthews, who plays the Marine Sergeant mm-hmm. um, in this film, was in real life the first black Marine to be promoted to the rank of Sergeant in the field during service in Vietnam. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Hoorah. Right? Um, the full-size queen puppet was actually too big to fit in the elevator towards the end of the movie. For the shot where she's in the elevator, her tail was removed, and the and still the back of the elevator had to be opened to accommodate the prop. Smoke effects, dark lighting, and a black curtain at the back obscure this. Wow. There's a lot of camera trickery in this movie. I can, I can appreciate that. Right? Sigourney Weaver's Best Actress Academy Award nomination for this movie was the first ever for an actress in a role in an action movie. Yeah, when I was reading all the, the stuff that it got, like this, this, this had high, high, right. high praise. Oh, yeah. Like high That's praise. high praise. That's high praise. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's yeah, this funny. movie was groundbreaking, whereas, like, nobody had ever seen anything like it before. Like, mm-hmm. this was the sci-fi movie. I mean, to this day, it still holds up. Yeah. This movie holds up. Very excellent. well. I have this set. I know this is a VHS podcast, but I have the whole Alien um, set on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And this movie looks magnificent on Blu-ray. Absolutely magnificent in digital. You'd be surprised, you know, just the little cleanups that they do. Yeah. Um, at times, I'm not beautiful. a I'm not a fan of it mm-hmm. because I like the gritty. I like the right. you know I like the nostalgic part of you know watching VHSs. Right. But um, I can respect the shit out of it. I will tell you though, I got this VCR hooked up to my little surround speakers on my computer here. Mm-hmm. This movie kicked ass in surround. The surround was because <laughs> it's a THX movie, right? So you already know the they have surround it dialed in. on this movie was bomb yeah i was like damn that sounds good i need a better vcr than so, what i got i think i remember uh when terminator 2 came out oh yeah on thx yeah like the special edition yep. one like my dad made a big big stink you're telling about me your it. dad was the big thx oh, guy man he made a big ass stink about it. Cool. he was like look we're gonna watch this and like he would test his 
his speakers and make stuff sure all the, the yep. yep so i got um i have an evil dead dvd oh shit and um there's an actual thing on the special features to test your surround sound wow like it has a little map and it'll go right speaker left speaker oh right yeah, yeah, back, yeah 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 right yeah, left yeah. subwoofer and it'll go through and test them for you it's pretty cool um Bill Paxton continuously apologized to Carrie Henn throughout filming every time Hudson had to swear in front of her. Uh, Carrie later admitted she didn't mind, mainly because she didn't know what any of the words meant. <laughs> That's cool, though. He was constantly, oh, sorry, I'm cussing in front of a kid. Oh, fuck. I mean, I'm sorry. Shit. I mean, oh, oh damn. Uh, right? Sorry. Oh, here it is. James Cameron <laughs> faced a big problem trying to win the confidence and respect of the British crew many of whom had worked on Alien and were fiercely loyal to Ridley Scott. In order to try and convince them he had the talent and skills for the job, he arranged for a screening of the Terminator for the crew on set to demonstrate his abilities. However, most of the crew ignored the invite and didn't even bother to show up. That sucks. Dude. Um, I, a, I, I can appreciate the loyalty, don't get me wrong. Right. But, damn, that sucks. Right. Because like, at the end of the day, I still got to do my fucking job. So. Yeah. Fuck it. Whatever. I was trying to find... Um, there was another funny one about him saying that um, at the end of filming, he was like, the best thing about this is I never have to come back to this shitty town again and you all have to stay here to the British crew because they were so... Yeah, because they shot in like the UK yeah. or something like that. There was a lot of animosity on the set. The British crew was openly hostile to both James Cameron and Gene Ann Hurd. In their eyes, Cameron was a nobody who had not made a decent film yet because they hadn't seen Terminator. Um, while they openly mocked Heard by claiming she only got to be producer because she was married to Cameron and that they wouldn't take orders from a woman, Cameron and Heard in turn despised the crew's lazy, insolent, and arrogant behavior. One of their few allies among them was the production designer, Peter Lamont. After the long and difficult shoot, Cameron addressed the crew by saying that the one thing that kept him going through it all, the certain knowledge that one day I would drive out of Pinewood and never come back, and that you sorry bastards would still be here. <laughs> Dude. Oh, shit. Wow, that's like, that's crazy. And it, wait, it's, I, I think I read a little bit, it said, and Cameron indeed never came back. Yeah, and he never came back. And then said and something about James Titanic. Cameron never returned. <laughs> we were saying he brought the the one guy out of retirement to help him do Titanic. Oh. Um, the armored personnel carrier in the movie, mm -hmm. it's one of those uh, airplane towers. They oh. just modified it. It's a modified tow truck that British Airways used for towing airplanes around at Heathrow. Uh, the only trouble was that the truck they purchased weighed 75 tons. By stripping out most of the lead used in its construction, they were able to remove about 35 tons. It was still so heavy that the construction team had to reinforce several floors to carry the vehicle's weight. Damn. That toy, by the way, of that carrier, uh -huh. is it goes for like 500 bucks Damn. on eBay. And I want one, but I'll never have one because it goes for 500 bucks. All right. Anyway. Cheap bastard. Cheap. Well, if you want to buy me one for Christmas, I will gladly take it. All I want for Christmas is my CP. APC. Oh, APC. My APC. <laughs> anyway, um, none of the models or the original designs of the Narcissus, the Nostromo shuttle, 
from Alien could be found, so set designers and model makers had to reconstruct the model of the ship and the interior set from watching Alien. Damn. Yeah. That's, that's badass, though. Yep. The spear gun Ripley used at the end of Alien is briefly visible in the opening scenes while the escape pod door is being cut open, still stuck at the bottom of the escape pod door where she jammed it 57 years earlier. Right. Right. That was pretty cool. Um, when they when they land and deploy in the troop carrier, Apon tells the Marines they have 10 seconds until they arrive. If you count from here until the first Marine jumps out of the carrier and his boots hit the ground, it really is exactly 10 seconds. That's badass. Yeah. They also said in here that the, um, in both the extended version and the theatrical version, uh-huh. the 15 minutes at the end that she has to get out is literally 15 It's actually 15 minutes. See, I like stuff like that. Because, you know, in most movies, they're like, you have four minutes to exit, and then it's a 20-minute scene, and you're like... Wait, I have the, I have the most egregious one. Okay. Fucking uh, Inception. When that uh, van is falling... Oh, yeah. It's falling forever. You know what, though? It's Inception, so it's kind of like... I know that. They almost get a pass on that. I, look. You know what I mean? I know. At the same time, it is just like, really? This is like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. You're oh going to jump on, on this ledge right, right. from, you know, two stories below? Right. Cool. Uh, I get it. You know, uh, but damn. Damn. Um, Chow Young Fat. Fat. <laughs> um, Bill Paxton improvised many of his lines, including "Game over, man, game over." That's pretty cool. Hell yeah! Like to be honest, if I'm not mistaken, most um, most iconic like uh, one-liners were it's improvised. All, it, it's usually improvised. Yeah, especially with comedians and stuff. Um, that's just like in uh, Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. where the guy. In the marketplace, the guy's getting ready to fight him. He pulls out the swords, and Indy pulls out his gun and just shoots him. That wasn't in the script. It was the end of shooting, and Harrison Ford had dysentery, and he was sick, and he was just done. And that was the final scene they were shooting that day. And he said, fuck it. He pulled out the gun and shot the guy, and the guy played along and flew back. And that's why the whole crowd starts cheering, because (laughs) all the extras were like, oh, that was cool. And the director was like, you know what? That's a wrap. That's cool. Let's keep that in there. That's why in Temple of Doom, uh-huh. the guy comes with the shimitars, and Indy reaches for his gun, and it's not there. He's that like, was oh, a shit. that was uh, a joke about the first movie. That's badass. Yeah, that was kind of cool. That's badass. Anyway, so um, that's my Han shoots first. Oh my god! Again with the Harrison Ford. Right. Oh I, look, god. I just felt like I had to bring it back into like sci-fi. You bringing it around <laughs> town. around town. Anyway. So those are my notes on aliens. I'm ready to jump in. So I actually I wanted you to tell about the flubs that we talked about right before the uh, before we got started. Oh, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yes. Uh, so there was I think there was like five of them. I would only talk about like two. Right. Um. One of them being. I didn't want to talk about the doll one, but that's the one that yeah I got like, I got that in my notes. That one like pops up into my head right away. Um. So there's the one with the camera guy's foot in the scene. Right. Where's that at? So that's where uh, somebody gets lit on fire. I can't think of the guy's name. The, yeah, when they first go in there and the aliens start grabbing everybody and the guy's flamethrower goes off and lights the dude on fire and he falls over the railing. Right. There you go. Um, yeah, there's not only the foot, but there's like 
cables and stuff there too. You're like, why is there a guy there? Like, if you didn't like kind of zoom in, if you're not really looking, you wouldn't see it. Right. But with the guy breaking it down, you're like, yep. Well, that's when we watched the video, it was really quick. Like, and the foot like snaps out of the like disappears. You're like, yep, that's definitely a foot. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So, what was the other one? Um. Oh, the light on top of the yes, uh, that's the that's the carrier the, thing. So the whatever that carrier is called. Um, so the she's of course the the, last. the walking forklift thing. Yeah, the the climactic scene. Uh, you know, uh, Sigourney Weaver. She's fighting yep. uh, the alien, the alien queen, queen, Queen Bee, Queen yep. Mother. You know, all of the above. You can call me Queen Bee. <laughs> and as the as they're going into what, like the shaft or whatever that is. <laughs> they're going into the shaft. 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 Um, the <laughs> damn right. <laughs> you damn right. Shut your mouth. <laughs> the the light actually gets smashed as the alien is pulling her down. Yep. And then when they're in below, when they show them laying at the bottom, the light's still going. The around light is still, still intact. Yeah, so you can see that it happened. That they probably shot it before they smashed it. Oh yeah. Um, same thing with the car. When they're driving the car, the car is all you know smashed up on one side. Right. As she rolls over the alien. Oh, and then the alien busts through the windshield. Right. The same thing with the wind. In the, in the same scene, the yep. windshield gets busted, and as she's coming out of the wherever she was at, the windshield is not busted, and right. the right front fender of the car isn't busted. Right. There's one more. I can't think of one that was just like. It was a minor thing, I think. Um, I can't think of it. Think of it later. We'll figure it out. Just yell it out when you think of it. Right. So the other stuff I got on this on this VHS, um, other than the Alien Resurrection making a featurette, I got an ad for the PlayStation and Sega Saturn and CD-ROM game for Alien Resurrection. Available on PlayStation, Sega Saturn, and CD-ROM. That's I about to say CD. Sega Saturn. That, right. Like, that's the first one that kind of gets out, but damn. That was like, uh, that was kind of the beginning of the end for Sega, I think. Yeah. Sega Saturn was, because, oh, actually, was it the Sega Saturn or Sega CD? One of those just. So the funny thing is, I don't think Sega CD was even like big like no, that. No, it I wasn't. Remembered, I remembered my brother having one, but he found it at like a pawn shop or right. something. I wish I could show this. Um, the foot they have footage of the game. Oh damn! And it's awful. Of course. I mean, but back then, like when whenever this, I'm assuming this VHS had to have come out. I'm thinking Alien Re- Resurrection was ninety eight, ninety seven, ninety eight. It was excellent graphics for the time, but now I'm like, oh my god, it looks awful, absolutely awful. So I actually had an Aliens game on the PC back in the day. Uh-huh. And you were walking. It's ninety seven. Ooh, look at me. Yeah, why look at you knowing Ooh, your shit? Boy. Anyway, and it was cool because you could be a you were a colonial marine, and you were walking around with a little and um, it was that. Oh, you know what it was? It was aliens versus predator. Oh, nice. Because you actually you're looking for aliens and you end up finding guys hanging from the thing skinned and you're like, what the hell is going on around here? But um, yeah, it was a PC game. It was pretty cool. And then um, they had an ad for THX. And then, yeah, they do the whole thing at the beginning. <laughs> you know, it's funny, like, with the minions, they do, like, the yes. mm-hmm. the, the cow. Right. <laughs> ba, 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 right. Na, na. 
So then, um, okay, so we get some opening credits, and the they're showing you know the actors' names, and then the words slowly start appearing in the background, kind of like they did on Alien, uh-huh. but this is more of a digital readout type of thing. And then as the names go and the credits are rolling, it slowly starts to make the word aliens in the background, and then they show the whole the, thing, and it says aliens. And then it's like the eye. It's almost like more The eye in the middle, yeah. It's <laughs> like the little slit. The eye of more You yep. said slit. I did. I threw that on, threw that in on <laughs> you know, subliminal. <laughs> um, so we get a shot of the Nostromo escape pod and um, flying through space, empty space, and it's just kind of flying through there by itself. And then they go and they're showing the inside of the pod and everything looks kind of freezer burned. Mm-hmm. It's got a little ice all over everything. And then um, a ship has found the escape pod and a probe comes floating through, kind of scanning everything. And then it finds Ripley and they're cutting open the door and people come through. And they're like, uh, the reading's showing that she's alive. And the guy's like, oh, so much for our salvage. So obviously it was a salvage ship that found the escape pod. Right. So then, um, you know, holy crap, she's alive. So then they cut to the sick bay. Mm-hmm. And she's laying in there and the nurse comes in and she's like, how you feeling? Blah, blah, blah. And then Paul Reiser comes in. Bert comes in. Mm-hmm. Do you remember him from that comedy? Which one? The one he was in with Helen Hunt. Mm-mm. What was it? Oh, my God. Really? Uh, like it was huge in the nineties. It was see. a big, big comedy in the nineties. I never really watched it, but it was Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt. That's where I think she got her start too. Before she was doing movies, it was uh, Mad About You, is what it was called, I believe. Let's see. I'm pretty sure it's Mad About You. Oh yep, I think that's what exactly yep. we pulled up. So um, Paul Reiser comes in, and he's carrying Jonesy, the cat from the first movie. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, whoa, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. So the show. Mad about you, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I, I. <laughs> the crazy thing is, I didn't, I didn't put two and two together. Damn. That that was Paul Reiser yeah. from that show. That's funny. I actually like that show. I've never watched it. Yeah, eight seasons. I just saw. I it. know. You know what other show that everybody loved that I've never seen one episode of? Uh, wait, let me. Wait, 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 wait. There's a, there's a, there's a couple that pull up, but okay. I'm going to say, hmm. I'm gonna go with Friends. Oh, no, I love Friends. Okay, okay. I yeah. absolutely, I've seen every season of Friends like five times. I'll be there I love, you. yeah, I love Friends. Um, So it would either have to be Frasier or Seinfeld. Oh, man. Either I love one? both of those shows. Damn, damn. I love both of those shows. No, it's uh, Will and Grace. Oh. I have never watched one episode of Will and Grace. I am. Just, yeah. yeah. Okay. See what I mean? Look, no, I love Frasier. I lo- absolutely love Seinfeld. Okay. Those, What's the big deal? Those are just the ones that kind of just pulled. Uh, up. I don't get it. But if you like, like, but remember there say, was a there was a time period where Will and Grace was absolutely huge. Like, yeah, everybody fucking love Will and Grace because Will it was Grace, almost bad. it was almost like Sex in the City. You know, uh, like around. I've never that seen time, an episode of neither, that either. Neither have I. I guess because we're men, so we've never seen Sex in the City or and Will and Grace. It's not Sex in the City. It's Sex, sex and, and the City. city. Um, Mandela effect. Right. <laughs> right. Um, 
Look, as long as you weren't going to like bash the nanny or something like that. No, know? I used to watch that too. That's my shit. Yeah. Remember Grace? Un- <laughs> did you ever watch Grace Under Fire? Yes. I used to watch that too. Brett Butler. Um, somebody actually was, I was actually talking with someone the other day and they were like, yeah, I just got done watching uh, Dawson's Creek. Oh, I've never seen an episode of that either. <laughs> Neither have I. You know what's surprising? You know what else I've never seen an episode of? Felicity. Uh, well, besides that, I've never watched Smallville. Oh, yeah. It, it, to be honest, it's always seemed blah. blah, blah yeah. like blah. I, Okay, so there's a few things in life. Mm-hmm. You're either a Batman guy or a Superman guy, mm-hmm. I think. I'm a Batman guy. Gotcha. It comes down to Elvis or the Beatles. You're an Elvis guy or a Beatles guy. Mm-hmm. I'm a Beatles guy. Gotcha. I still like Elvis, mm-hmm. but I'm a Beatles guy. Gotcha. I'm okay with Superman because mm-hmm. I have to have him to complete my Justice League set right. of, of toys, but but I'm a Batman guy. <laughs> Action figures. I got one Superman. How many Batmans do I have? Right. There's a whole you know I mean? Is yeah. it is Daffy Duck over there? It is Daffy Duck as Batman. It is. <laughs> Batman. I even have Batfleck up there. Oh, wow. Yeah. I look, covered I, the gamut on all, that look, one. All you're missing is Batnips with Clooney. You know what? I used to have one of those back in the 90s. I actually had one. But that was back when I actually played with the toys because I had little kids. Oh, you like to rub his nipples? No. Oh, my God. You went there. No. You went I there. Like, hey I used there. to have one of those, and I used to play with it. Hey there, Dr. Ross. Anyway. That's funny. Hey there, Seth Gecko. What are uh, you doing? It's like, this is not the time to be playing. Right? I know you did not touch my nipples. <laughs> Is this what you think I am? This is not what we do. I'm a professional fucking thief. I do not play with action figures, nipples. We do not. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. If you have not heard our From Dust Till Dawn double super episode, you right. need to go check that out also. There's check, a little plug check, right check, there. Check, check, check Back to out. the movie, though. Yeah, check, 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 check it out. Um, okay, so Paul Reiser comes in, Carrie right. and Jonesy. Man, we went way, way. around on that one. It's Thanks, cool. Paul Reiser. Look, it's Saturday. It's Saturday. Right. You ain't got no job. Ain't got shit to do. And there ain't shit to do. <laughs> I'm going to get you high today. Get you high. Anyway. Okay, so he introduces himself as being with the company. Uh-huh. The company. You know, that's oh, the company God. she was working for, an alien. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's happy to see Jonesy. And then he tells her... He's like, oh, no one's told you? You've been asleep for 57 years. Shit. And uh, she's like, holy shit. And she's been drifting out in space. And then all of a sudden, Jonesy freaks out. And like, oh, shit, what's going on? And then she starts like, oh, my God, what's going on? And she falls backwards. And a chest burster comes out of Ripley. And you're like, holy shit, what's going on? And they're like, and then she wakes up. <gasps> and they're like, oh, it was just a dream. It was just a dream. She used to read Word Up magazine. <laughs> it was all a dream. You knew I was going there. You I knew. used to read Word Up magazine. <laughs> salt and pepper heavy deep in my memory. <laughs> and if you don't know, now you know, Roman. Nigga. Yeah. See, I wasn't going there. I wasn't going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Shame. Shame. <laughs> so she's been, um, so now she's being debriefed right. after her bad dream. She's being debriefed and um, she's sitting in pretty much a business meeting with all of the leaders of this company right. and Paul Reiser. And they're like, you self-destructed a $42 million ship. Your crew members are all dead. And in the background, it's kind of cool because they got a big screen up and they're showing 
like the pictures of the crew members from Alien, and it's got like their info and stuff on it. Uh-huh. And then um, here's the thing. There, well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. This is the regular theatrical version of Aliens. Uh-huh. There is a an extended director's cut that I've actually watched more than I've watched this version with a bunch of extra shit in it that I think is really important to the plot line. Gotcha. But I'll get to that in a second. So the planet that they had stopped on, mm-hmm. that where they picked up the alien in the first movie, was called LV-426. Right. And um, she was saying, they were like, nobody knows why you stopped there. And she's like, bullshit. The company told us to stop on that planet. And then um, she's like, the creature gestates in a human body. It ha- oh, they're, they're like, you're telling us there was a creature that gestates in a human body and has acid for blood. And they think she's crazy. She's being dismissed. She's trying to tell them, you know, it killed my crew. And, and they're like, you're pretty much getting off easy. In the director's cut, mm. they show her getting demoted. Like Damn. she's because she was like a, a high ranking officer, a flight officer. Uh-huh. They show her getting demoted. She's pretty much just a nobody now. Right. That's that's her punishment for surviving after her whole crew died. Damn. 57 S- years later. Right. So then um, they say that um, her file status, the file status on the mission is closed. So it's it's dismissed. It's done. Right. And this is a common theme throughout this entire movie mm-hmm. that Ripley is the only one that knows what's going on and everybody's just dismissing her like, oh, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, because she's a woman mm-hmm. or whatever. You know what I mean? I like to see Ripley as a very strong female character. Right. That's why we're doing this uh, movie for Mother's Day, mm-hmm. not only because of the actual alien queen being the mother of all the xenomorphs, but also because of the motherly relationship between her and Ripley Newt. and Newt. Mm-hmm. And there's other stuff there that I'll get into when we get there. But anyway, um, the file is closed, and um, she tells them to go check out the planet. She's like, check out the planet if you don't believe me. And they said, we don't have to. Uh, We've had terraformers on that planet for like 20 years. She's like, what? There's people on there? And then um, now we get to the part that's a little bit different because in the extended director's cut, Mm -hmm. They show that she had a daughter that wow. was like 10 years old when she left on her mission in Alien. Uh-huh. Well, it's been 57 years. Her daughter's been an old lady and she's dead now. Damn. So Ripley's really, really fucked up by that. Her right. daughter has grown up, grown old, and died thinking her mother's dead. And I think that, that you know, that so you said that was in the director's cut? Yes. Okay, I think leaving that out then almost minimizes her relationship with newt right yes absolutely i agree and a little trivia on that they show a picture of her daughter as an old lady Uh it's an actual picture of sigourney weaver's mom that's badass yeah it's pretty cool but anyway yeah that That reminds me of kind of like interstellar right that movie was badass by the way i don't know if you ever watched i have not seen it I don't even know anything about it. It's the Matthew McConaughey <laughs> movie where... Uh, Matthew McConaughey? Like, I will watch anything with Matthew McConaughey. In it. Yeah. A handsome man. Except him take a shower and wear deodorant. Right. Because that's not what he does. See, see, man. <laughs> but he's got that manly jaw. I'm I don't always know. jealous. Like, I, don't know about, I don't know about the whole shower thing, but he does not wear deodorant. When you're that handsome, you don't need deodorant. Shit. That's when you're that funky, <laughs> you do. <laughs> I get funky like a monkey. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
Yeah. You gotta, you gotta watch Interstellar. It's badass. I will check it out. Like I will check that out. I bet it's on Voodoo. Yeah. Or Hulu. It's like it it is Or Hoodoo. <laughs> I like that. You think you're fooling. I like the <laughs> voodoo that you do. <laughs> Do now who do? Do you ever play uh, Dead Island? No, but uh, I know the I know the game. There's a game on Xbox called 360 called Dead Island, uh-huh. and it starts with a rave, and there's a rapper on stage, and he's dressed like a like a Papa Shango type guy. Gotcha. But his whole rap is "Who do you voodoo, bitch?" <laughs> Dude, I walked around for months after I played that game. Who do you voodoo, bitch? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, that was a very important plot point that got left out of the movie, and it was really, really weird. The other thing they show right here, Uh which is also important for why she accepts this, she's got a shitty job in, like, a factory. Right. That's how she knows how to use the power loader. Right. She's got a shitty job. She doesn't like it. She just goes to work and goes home, and it's nothing like what she was doing before. So, Paul Reiser shows up at her apartment. With the new lieutenant dude that goes with them that fucks everything up. Right. And I can't remember his name. But um, he shows up at her apartment and he's telling her they've lost contact all of a sudden with the terraformers on LV-426. And they want her, they're sending some colonial marines in and they want her to go back as an advisor. And she basically is like, um, thank you, fuck you, bye. You know, fuck you. That's not right. my problem. I'm not going back there. No, 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 no. I ain't that. I ain't the one. I ain't the one. <laughs> and then this is where that's important because Paul Reiser tells her, if you go back, they will reinstate your your flight officer. You're like hell yeah, maybe they will I reinstate you as a flight that. officer, so you'll get your rank back and everything else, and you'll be able to do what you were doing. And before. this is still the director's cut or just regular? Um, that's this. This is this is the one that that I watched, the gotcha. regular one. But this is important because in the director's cut, they show her working the shitty job, and she hates it. Uh-huh. So him dangling that in front of her, you can have your rank and your promotion back, and you can go back to doing. That's really appealing to her, right? Because she literally has nothing on her. She has no family. Her daughter didn't have any kids. Like she has nothing. Damn. So um, she doesn't have a rank. She doesn't have a good job. She doesn't have any family. She doesn't really have anything holding her to earth. So, fuck it. She um, get some revenge. Exactly. <laughs> so she is having. Uh, nightmares she keeps having these nightmares and she wakes up from it she tells him she'd think about it or whatever she has another nightmare and she calls paul riser and we get this the video chat because i guess everybody video chats in the future and paul riser wakes up he doesn't have a shirt on and he's like what's going on i just woke up and she's like uh you son of a bitch i'm in you know and what <laughs> she goes um i just want to be sure you're going to destroy them right not to study him, not to bring it back, but you're going to destroy him. And he's like, that's the plan. She goes, all right, I'm in. And I always think of Rick and Morty. You son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> so then uh, we cut to the Colonial Marine ship, and they're all coming up from hypersleep. So they skipped all that shit. Um, they're coming out of hypersleep, and um, they're kind of bantering back and forth as they're all waking up, and they're groggy. And somebody goes, man, Hicks, I feel how you look. You know, they're bannering <laughs> back and forth. And 
the, the sergeant gets up and the first thing he does is shove a cigar in his mouth like as he's sitting up like he had the cigar in the bed with him like as he's sitting up the cigar is going in his mouth and he's like man i love the core and he's yelling out at all of them you know get up you know get up get moving blah 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 you know Asses and elbows type of shit. That's why I think he says that. Ramblers, Asshole. get rambling. All right, ramblers, let's get rambling. And then um, somebody, you know, we meet Vasquez. Right. And, and I think it's Hudson that asks her, hey, Vasquez, you ever get mistaken for a man? And she's like, no, do you? Ooh, <laughs> sick burn. Burn. Third degree. Right. So then uh, they cut to everybody sitting at the table eating breakfast. This is very similar to the face busters, uh, the chest face buster, <laughs> the chest buster scene in Alien. And they're all sitting around eating, right. and kind of bantering and, and laughing and shit. And um, Bishop comes in, mm-hmm. Lance Hendrickson, and he is an android, but you don't know it yet. He's an artificial human. Right. So they're like, Bishop, do that thing. Bishop, do that thing. So he takes Hudson's hand and puts it on the table, uh, Bill Paxton. And then he puts his hand on top of it, and he pulls out a knife, and he starts doing that thing where you stab the knife between your fingers, <laughs> and he starts going a little faster and a little faster until eventually they're they're speeding up the film, and it looks ridiculous, but he's going super fast, and uh, Hudson's screaming, ah, you know. Um, so then he goes and sits down where Ripley's sitting with the lieutenant, and... Um, they're like, hey, Bishop, I thought you never miss. And he looks down, and he had nicked one of his fingers. And that white, milky shit is leaking out of it that the androids have for blood. For blood, yep. And Ripley freaks out. because she. Oh, my God. <laughs> Man, I was trying not to Cut go there. And his finger... White milky shit. Come, Come on, on, man. Uh, come on, dude. I was really trying not to go there, but you went course, there. That's okay. That's all right. Come a come a come a come a come a chameleon. Those aren't the words to that song. <laughs> Although it's Boy George, so I guess you could get away <laughs> with you, that. Look, I'm you know? glad you caught the reference. Right. Look, that is funny. A cult or Culture Club, you know, whichever, culture how, club. however you want to break it. Well, down. Boy George was the lead singer I, of Culture I'm, Club. That's what I, I meant. I'm just saying. Boy George wrote the song. Wait, time out. That's like saying Sting and Police. You know what I'm saying? That's clearly yeah. it's either Sting or it's the Police. Oh, uh, Sting was the lead singer of the oh, but Police. But I'm just though. saying, you know, that's you know, like say Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones. Look, or you know, um, Steve Perry. And, and Journey, Journey or the Asian guy he's got now. Arnie, I think Arnez or Arnold or something like that. Desi Arnez Jr.? Damn. No, I'm just kidding. I went way back on that one. <laughs> right. So anyway, uh, Ripley freaks out, and she's like, you didn't tell me there was going to be an android on this ship. Because if you remember an alien, that android freaked out and tried to kill everybody. So mm-hmm. she's a little, she's Leary. a little, uh, uh, what's Leary. that called? Uh, 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 um, um, damn it. I was you know what I'm say talking about. But no, it's not indecisive. No, I'm talking about uh, she's got a um, phobia. No, like when you uh, something bad happens to you, trauma, and uh, your post traumatic stress. Tra- post traumatic stress is exactly what I was looking for. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Post traumatic stress syndrome about the android. Right. And um, you could again, you could have said android phobia. Right. You know? And get this, this is cool. Um. Paul Reiser tells her, um, Bishop's on, well, Bishop's like, well, what happened? And Paul Reiser tells Bishop, on her last mission, the android malfunctioned and, and tried to kill everybody. And he's like, oh, 
it must have been an older model and he tells bishop it was a hyperdyne it was a, a hyperdyne system android hyperdyne sounds very very similar to cyberdyne oh you you oh you're right Dang. cyberdyne if it's you remember course, terminator from terminator james cameron i understand yes. i see what i see he threw what that he in did there. there i think I you see. threw that in there he tried to make almost the same, you know, them yeah. the same world. Okay. Skynet. Right. I so anyway, it. the company. Right. In this in this universe that we live in, though, I think it'll be Apple. I think all those Apple phones are gonna. Clearly, it's easily droid. They're gonna a- android. Oh no, yeah. Come I think on. all of our cell phones someday are gonna grow arms and start choking us. It's easily android. Right. Come on. So anyway, um, we cut to a briefing. Oh, and then Bishop tells Ripley that, well, I can't harm a human, and I can't do anything that will indirectly harm a human. Mm-hmm. So we're good. We good. He's like, we good, dog. We good. We good. We good. So anyway. Um, Girl, bye. Right. <laughs> Bruh. I can't anyway. I can't do nothing for you. Girl, let me tell you. <laughs> bye, Felicia. Right. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> so anyway, um, they cut to a briefing, and... Obviously, something's got this cued me off that something is not right here uh-huh. because Hudson says, what is this? Another bug hunt? Which tells me they've done it before. Well, they've they haven't actually found them, but they've been looking for uh-huh. them. And the guy says, uh, we've got some stuff going on with this colony and we believe the xenomorphs may be involved. So now we know that they're there. That well, they've given them a name now, a xenomorph. Okay. They were not called that in the first movie because nobody knew what it was. So now we're building a uh, backstory. We're we're building a mythology here. Uh-huh. We're building a story. Um, exactly. So then Ripley tells everybody what happened to her crew, and that just one of those things wiped out their crew in less than twenty four hours, and she barely escaped. And then we got a lot of bravado here. Vasquez is like, all I need to know is where do I need to shoot? (laughs) You know? So then um, the sergeant is kind of barking at him. He's like, we're going to do this smooth and by the numbers. Are there any questions? And, of course, Hudson's like, yeah, how do I get out of this chicken shit outfit? (laughs) And, of course, Bill Paxton, he's got to always have a smart-ass comment in this movie. So here's the other thing that got left out in the director's cut. Uh-huh. When they get to the planet, everything is already abandoned. In the director's cut, they actually show Newt with her brother and her parents. Wow. In their little Land Rover thing, find the same ship that they found an alien. Damn. And they show them getting attacked by aliens. Then they show the actual colony full of people. Mm-hmm. And them talking, and he's like, hey, I found this. I want steak on it, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm, I'm putting my steak down, whatever. Right, right, right. Whatever's here, I want the money for it. And then they lose communication with them. And then it shows outside the base, they had, like, automatic gun turrets. And the gun turrets just start going off. And you, you you're, because the aliens are charging the thing. Like, Damn. All that got left out. Damn. So this director's cut, it's over three hours long. Damn. But it's totally worth it because there's a lot of stuff in there that I think was important to the movie that they cut out, for obviously, for time. 
Right. But um, that was important too because you actually see the colony. You see Newt and her family. She had a brother. Well, you find out she had a brother later anyway because they ask about him. Right. But you actually see all that. So that gets left out. So now the Marines are there. And we cut to the cargo bay and they're loading up bombs onto their dropship. And um, I put they're loading bombs and shit onto their ship. And they're using <laughs> those cargo loaders. Right. Where so you, then, where do you want? This? Yeah. So then Ripley comes in. She's like, "I feel like a, a a third wheel here. Like I don't know. I don't have anything to do. You guys, can you guys help me? I mean, can I help you guys at all? Whatever." And I'm like, well, what can you do? And she's like, "I can operate one of them loaders." I'm like, let me see. Right. And she jumps in, and she picks up the thing all fast and spins it around. And she goes, "Where do you want it?" And here's what I here's what I wrote because Hicks is standing there with the sergeant. Uh-huh. I wrote, Hick comes, Hicks comes in his pants <laughs> when she uses that loader. And she's like, where do you want it? And Hicks has this look on his face like, let me tell you where I want it. Um, so there's the sexual tension between Hicks and Ripley through this whole movie. Of course. Um, there's even a, a deleted scene um, where they're, they tell each other their first names. Oh. Like and, getting, uh, getting, you know, on first names. Yeah, pieces. like, so what's your first name? And her first name is Ellen. And then I can't right. remember Hicks' first name, and I was trying to think of something clever to say, like he was hitting on her, and I couldn't come up with anything directly, so we're going to move on. Um, so then um, they show Vasquez and the dude that she's always hanging out with, I can't remember his name, uh, doing like this weird weapons calisthenics thing where right. they're like working out with their weapons, almost like Tai Chi, kind of. Tai Bo. And they have their Tai Bo. <laughs> or oh, should I say Tai Gun? Billy, Bill, what was that? Billy Blanks? Blanks. Billy Blanks? Yeah. You get it? Not Tai Bo, it's Tai Gun. Tai Gun. Uh, uh, they were Tai Fighters. Oh. Wah, wah, wah. Anyway, so they're like doing this weird workout gun thing. And then. Um, Come on, bitches. You can do it. Right. <laughs> So then um, they show the Marines loading up in the in the AC H- HVP or HVC. in the in the true Pauler thing. Yeah, and um, they're talking about Zamboni. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're talking a bunch of shit. That's what it looked like to me. It's always looked like a Zamboni to it me. It does like a big Zamboni. <laughs> that thing's worth a lot of money if you can get your hands on that toy, man. I believe it. You uh, said, said five hundred bucks, right? It's like five hundred bucks, Sheesh. crazy. Sheesh. I think the thing costs like a hundred bucks when it came out or something like Damn. that. Because it's big enough that your action figures shit. can sit in it. Yeah, look it up on eBay. Look, I could be wrong, but I think the last time I looked, the alien or action dolls. No, they're action figures. Okay, I, was, I, was just, I was just asking. Oh man, <laughs> I get defensive about that. People are like action what? figures. Oh, those are Jasper's dolls. I don't have any dolls. I don't own any dolls. I don't play with dolls. I have action figures. So what? What should I Google real quick? Um, alien car. Uh, aliens. Uh, True Polar, I guess. H. I can't remember what it's called. ACP. Is it an ACP? Anyway, um, so they're all loaded up, and Bishop's driving, and they drive into the dropship, and then the dropship. Three hundred bucks. There we eBay. go. Three hundred bucks. It's like it's a high toys alien armored personal carrier. Yes. APC. A- that's it. Two ninety nine. Yeah. Shit. The Alien Queen, the NECA Alien Queen, is a hundred bucks. Damn. And I'm actually thinking about getting one because I got my Trump bucks coming on the way. I got to stimulate the economy. Oh. You know, I did my taxes last week. Right, right. You said double, right? 
Yeah, so we'll, yeah. See, what, we'll see what happens. Get anyway, money, dog. Get money, money, y'all. <laughs> Top dollar. Top dollar. <laughs> look, look, we were right on right. the money with that. So anyway, um, get it right on yep, the money. Right <laughs> on the money. So anyway, they drop out of the ship, and they, I like. I've always liked the chick flying the drop ship. Uh huh. I don't know why she's wearing. Why is she wearing sunglasses there in space? Because she's cool. Right. She always seemed kind of cool. Anyway, um. And on her helmet, it says, fly the friendly skies. Did you notice that? I didn't. On so, her helmet. So does does space consist of sky or no? No. Space and is space. And she's wearing sunglasses. But I'm, I'm just saying space, space is, is space. space. And because skies are in atmosphere, right? Right. Okay. I'm just making sure that we're all on the same you know, planet here. So um, <laughs> the lieutenant's young, and they've been kind of talking shit about him since the beginning because when they were at breakfast earlier Mm -hmm. the grunts were kind of like oh i guess the new lieutenant's too good to sit with us because he was sitting over with ripley right so he's sitting in there and they they drop the ship down and he's looking all kind of sick and um he gets asked how many drops have you done and he goes 38 simulated (laughs) and then vasquez goes how many combat drops and he goes two including this one Dang. So he's like newbie. He's that kid that was an ROTC, so he came out with a rank. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um so then they all have cameras on their helmets and it shows their name on the little readout so you can right. see. And uh when they get there for some reason Hicks is sleeping and the sergeant's like, Everybody get going. Somebody wake up Hicks, you know. So they're coming in and they're starting to see buildings. And uh, there's no activities. All the shutters, the blast shutters are shut. The dropship lands, and uh, the rover comes driving out, and the dropship takes off back to the ship. So the Marines are moving out, and they get inside, and they're checking out the building, and everything's torn out, torn up, and very drippy. It's all wet for some reason. Like there's water falling from everywhere, and um, it looks like they say it looks like arms have been fired, and there's been explosive charges set off. So they've got their motion trackers, and they're trying to find any trace of the colonist, and they're not getting any readings. So um, then they're searching, like, the living quarters and stuff like that, and they're finding, like, areas of the floor that are kind of, the panels are melted, Mm -hmm. and there's, like, alien shit everywhere. And the the lieutenant guy, he's, like, secure, uh, the area is secure, um, let's check the computers and stuff. And Ripley's like, wait a minute, what the fuck? The area's not secure. You just got here. Like, just because you didn't find anything doesn't, <laughs> doesn't mean the secure. area's secure. Yeah. Right. So then. Um, shut up, bitch. Yeah. So he gets, <laughs> she gets shut down right away. Shut Nobody's listening up. to her pretty much. Shut the fuck up. Uh, That's my Fred shit. Durst. Yeah. Method Man. Man. Yeah. It ain't easy being greasy like in a world full of cleanliness and uh, you know, all that other madness. We gone. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so nobody's listening to Ripley again. And um, so the lieutenant's like, we're coming in. And uh, <laughs> Vasquez calls him a pendejo jerk off. <laughs> Even though she's not. Mexican. <laughs> Looks like we got a Mexican stand-up, but we ain't got no Mexicans. <laughs> so then um, they find that there's an area where things have been blocked off, and it looks like the colonists made a last stand there. But there's no bodies. 
Mm-hmm. There's nothing going on. So they decide to go check the med lab. And when they get to the med lab, Ripley kind of freaks out because there's a bunch of bats in there with face huggers in them. Mm-hmm. So then they're trying to check him out. And Paul Reiser kind of goes right up to one and it spits out at him, you know, um, and then Hudson's like, looks like love at first sight. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure this was done on purpose. Cause, so the alien, the basic alien design uh-huh. was done by H.R. Giger. Okay. H.R. Giger is an artist. He's a, um, I think he's Italian. Um, okay. Or Sicilian or something. Anyway, he's very, um, what's the word? Uh, eccentric. Gotcha. He has a roller coaster in his backyard. That's badass. There's a whole documentary about him. It's really cool. He's in love with his cat and like all this. You know, he's an old guy. He's dead now. He died a few years ago. Really, really great artist. Mm -hmm. But all of his art looks like the shit from Aliens. He designed the first Alien. Um, Oh, wait, time out, time out. So if I'm not mistaken, does uh, does this this guy have a book? Yes, he has a uh, lot of books. And he, like a drawing book where it, it has all the... The pictures and stuff of like what because i because if i'm not mistaken i remember um i was watching something and they were it, it, whatever the book was they were like this book served as inspiration for yes. alien yes okay so that's the same guy so yeah Cause, all cause of the sets like a, and everything were like based Necromancer on yeah like that exactly. yeah good shit look, the look, artwork's look, awesome that shit it, like even though it's not my kind of art, that mm. shit was beautiful. If that it's makes totally sense. my kind of dark art, I dig it. Yeah. Anyway, so the sets and everything were based on H.R. Giger shit. Uh, the Alien Queen, though, was actually drawn by James Cameron. That was his design. If I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was his take on it, which was really cool. So anyway, I, I said all that to say this because I, I know I'm familiar with H.R. Giger's art. Mm-hmm. Those face huggers weren't his. They're vaginas. <laughs> Come on, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, dude. When they when they show the underneath of them, and it's spitting a little thing. It's a fucking vagina, right? Anyway, and I have a picture. So <laughs> cult classics, check them out. Cultclassics.co. Um, we showed uh, aliens, uh-huh. and somebody brought a prop face hugger. It was full size. And I've actually got a picture on Facebook, on my Facebook page, of me holding this face hugger like this, but I've got my middle finger like up against the little mouth part, <laughs> kind of subtly, and I'm, I'm making a face like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a warm pie on the counter. I may or may not have licked my finger first. Anyway. Finger bang, bang, you right went to my life. Dude, we are finger bang. on it. <laughs> I hope you I hope you guys are all listening to this on Mother's Day with your mothers. Right. I really I just that is my wish. Son of a son of a Anyway. <laughs> mother. So anyway, um son of a mother. Son of a motherless goat. <laughs> What's that from? What's that from? I don't know. Three amigos. Damn. Anyway, so they're getting movement now and they're they're trying to track where the movement's coming from. And something, it's just a, a real quick blip, and something runs by, and they start shooting at it, but they miss. Mm-hmm. And they tell them to hold their fire, and they find out it's a little girl. It's Newt. Right. And she's hiding, and she's crawling around under the floor, and they're trying to catch her, and she's going through the vents. Ripley finally catches up with her, and she's all traumatized. Her hair's all fucking 
frizzled all over the place. And she's like feral, you know, and she's got a little area you can tell she's been living in with like trash and food everywhere and all this. Looks like my kids' rooms. Anyway, (laughs) um, she's traumatized. And then they uh, cut to the blast shields being lowered. um, And they're all questioning Newt, trying to figure out what's going on. And Ripley gives her some hot chocolate. And this is the first interaction between Ripley and Newt when you're seeing that Ripley's identifying with Newt as her lost daughter. Right. Right off the bat. She's like, here, here's some hot chocolate. And she's drinking it. Then Ripley's cleaning off her face, very motherly-like. And then she's like, oh, look, there was a little girl under there, you know. So then they cut to Paul Reiser and Hudson. And they're um, scanning for more personnel. And they're telling him that every personnel, every person on the, the base had data transmitters. So every colonist could be tracked. Mm-hmm. So then they go back to Ripley and um, Newt. And she's calling her by her name, which was like Patricia or something like that. And she's like, okay. So I'm <laughs> going to make fun of this poor little girl this the entire time. Because every line she delivers is ridiculous. Good. And granted, she wasn't an actress. Mm-mm. This was her only movie role. She's a teach. She wanted to be a teacher, but still, that that was my whole beginning intro of the Thank show. You. Acting teacher. They mostly no. come out at night. Mostly, <laughs> and my parents are dead. There, I said it. Can I go now? So, anyways, that's where we're at now. <laughs> right? <laughs> my parents are dead. She's like Batman. So anyway, um, she's like, dead. yeah, right. She's like <laughs> Newt. And Ripley's like, the fuck? And she goes, everybody calls me Newt. Nobody calls me by my real name. And she's like, oh, well, excuse me all the hell. (laughs) Anyway, so um, she's bonding with Ripley. And then she's asking her about her family. And she's like, Timmy was my brother. And she's like, okay, well, uh, where is everybody? Where are your parents? Where's everybody at? And finally she goes, they're dead. All right. Can I go now? And... um. So punk ass, punk kid in, you know, the 80s. Right. And she was like, don't you want to stay here with us? These these soldiers are here to protect us. And she goes, it won't make any difference. <laughs> like, well, damn, thanks for the hope. So then we come back to the med lab and Bishop's in there and he's dissecting one of the face huggers. And uh, Hudson walks in and Bishop was like down on the, he had the face hugger upside down and he was like down on the table and looked like he was licking it. And then when Hudson walked in, he jumped up and was like, oh, no, 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 it's not what you thought. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. Uh, but he's dissecting a face hugger. And uh, Hudson starts getting readings. And he found the colonists. And they're, he said they're at the processing center. They're like at the very bottom, like under the fucking heater core or whatever. So they all jump in the uh, APC. There we go. And they're going to go check it out. So, um, what I didn't understand was they, they loaded up in the APC. Uh-huh. Why did they take the kid with them? You'd think they would have left her there with Bishop. You know what I mean? Like, he could have watched over her or whatever. But anyway, I guess then they wouldn't have had the rest of the movie or whatever happening. Right. But anyway, um, they that go... Happened, that happens in a lot of movies, you know, that you're like, why? And then you're like, of course, it's it's plot. Right. And if they didn't, we wouldn't have this movie, so we get Exactly. Because if you just killed him in the first place, you're like, yeah, and then you wouldn't have yep. this movie. So then, um, <laughs> so Newt 
Ripley and the lieutenant stay in the APC, and the other guys are going down to the level to look for where the colonists are at. Mm-hmm. And there's like alien goop everywhere, and it literally looks like an H.R. Giger painting. Right. And it's hot. Everybody's sweaty. It's real humid in there. And uh, the one guy's like, it's hot in here. And, of course, Hudson's like, yeah, but it's a dry heat. It's getting hot in here. Right. So take off all your hands. <laughs> right. <laughs> so then um, Ripley realizes they're under the heater core. Like, if they start firing their weapons, there's a chance that they could set off an explosion that'll blow up the whole thing. Right. And then the lieutenant's like, well, what are you talking about? And then uh, Paul Reiser's like, no, no, she's right. And so the stupid lieutenant, he's like, he tells the sergeant, no, I don't want anybody firing their weapons. Collect all their magazines. It's stupid. Just tell everybody not to shoot. Just don't shoot. So we constantly see where this guy's not really a good leader. Right. Even though he's in charge. So they collect all the magazines. And I put a, a note on here, stupid. <laughs> so then... There's open eggs all over the place, and the colonists are all stuck to the wall, and they're fucked up. Most of them are dead. Right. And then they find one that's alive, mm-hmm. and she's like, please kill me. And Ripley's watching this in the ship, and then she's like, oh, and the chest burster comes out of her. And uh, you can see Ripley is triggered by this. She's like freaking out a little bit because she's watching it. PTSD. Right. And then um, so we see the... Um, they hit the thing with a flamethrower and kill it. And then we see the first alien kind of drops out of the wall and, um, the motion sensors start going off and Hudson's got the motion sensor and he's freaking out. And he's like, they're everywhere. They're headed towards us. They're, they're all over the place. And then, um, people waiting. They're like, yeah, they're literally like the aliens start coming up. Yeah. And they're like, part of the walls mm-hmm. they're like coming out of the walls and they start grabbing people and then this is where we were talking about the flamethrower the one guy gets grabbed wait doesn't he like look up or whatever and he sees them coming yes because they were they were wherever they were like you said the heater core or whatever uh-huh and because because he's looking at the the thing uh, you know the detector and uh-huh. that's where it's like beep beep they're they're right on us oh no no like that. that that's later on oh, shit. that's that's later on where they're in the up above them yeah this one they're just coming out of the walls and they start grabbing people oh. and um the uh <laughs> they start grabbing people and the one guy gets grabbed and his flamethrower goes off sets the other guy on fire and he falls, falls over the edge and that's where we see the the, the foot the, yep. the flub the what goof is, what is it called the flub no 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 the the macguffin Oh, no, MacGuffin is um, something they put there just to keep the storyline moving forward, which was the uh, armory at the bottom of the plane in Con Air, right. that oh, type of thing. Oh, I thought it was the guy that wouldn't let crime go by him. That's oh. a dog, McGruff. McGruff, McGruff. <laughs> And uh, take a bite out of crime. Rough. So anyway, um, <laughs> so now, yeah, Hudson's freaking out, and then... Apone, the sergeant, gets grabbed. He's gone. Um, Ripley's freaking out. She's like, get him out of there. And the lieutenant's like falling all over him. So I I don't know what to do. And then Ripley gets on the comm. She's like, get your people out of there. And he's like, no. And then Ripley gets cut off again and not listened to again. Um, And then Ripley finally gets mad and decides to take action herself. And she 
goes and starts driving the APC to the mm-hmm. rescue, and she bursts through the wall, and then everybody's loading in. All the people that are left are loading in, and um, the um, alien. Another goof. Yeah, right. The alien um, grabs the one dude that was the guy's about to get in. The guy that was doing the calisthenics with Vasquez. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the alien tr- starts to grab him, and Vasquez shoots the alien, and the acid blood hits him, and he fucking falls backwards, and his flamethrower goes off, and fire goes everywhere. So that guy's dead, and then Vasquez. They're, she's trying to save him anyway, and they're pulling her into the thing, and then she wants to kill the lieutenant. And then um, they're looking at the uh, they're looking at the um, life signs for mm-hmm. the guys that are oh, missing, yep. and they're yeah. like, "They're still alive. They're not dead. We should go back." And they're like, "No, Ripley's like they're they're good as dead. Yep. They're cocooned just like everybody else." And Ripley, this is when Ripley's like, we need to get back to the ship and nuke this whole place from orbit, from orbit, from orbit. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then Paul Reiser's like, we can't do that. We can't just do away with this whole species. It needs to be studied. And she's like, no. And she goes, technically, Hicks is in command now because he's the highest ranking officer. And Paul Reiser's like, that's a multi-million dollar installation down there. We can't just blow it up. And Hicks is like, screw that, we're going to nuke it. So they call the dropship, and they're getting ready to go, and the one guy's getting on, and he puts his hand down on a rail, and there's like this slimy alien goop. And he's like, oh, what the heck is this? Because they don't know what's going on yet. Right. So then the pilot chick with the with the helmet that says fly the friendly right. sky, mm-hmm. she's like, get up here, get up here. So then um, he gets on, he starts to get on, and then he never shows up in the cockpit. And so you, he's dead because there's an alien on board, obviously. <laughs> so she's like, where are you at? Where are you at? And she turns around and there's an alien right there. And she reaches for her gun. And by the time she gets it out, the thing's like, <laughs> and it kills her. So then the dropship comes down. The and dropship it, drops. Yeah, it drops <laughs> and it crashes. And this is where Hudson loses it. And he does the famous, game over, man. This is great. What are we going to do now? Game over. Uh, he's freaking out. <laughs> and um, they're standing around, and Newt's like, we better get back inside. It's almost dark. And they mostly come at night, mostly. And um, so there's no drop ship. When Ripley drove the a- APC out, mm-hmm. she busted the transaxle. So it's down. They can't use that. The drop ship's down. And they're all doing a weapons check. They get inside and they're like, what do you got? We got this, we got this, we got this. This flamethrower is only half loaded, blah, blah, blah. So <clears throat> Ripley says, how long before somebody can get here to rescue us once they notice we're gone? Mm-hmm. And Hicks is like, it's going to take 17 days. Ooh. And Hudson's freaking out again. He's like, man, we're not going to last 17 hours. <sighs> so then they're telling him to calm down. And um, Bishop heads to the med lab to take care of Gorman, the lieutenant, because when all that shit was happening, when Ripley was driving, he got, like, thrown and got a head injury, and he was unconscious. So they take him to the med lab, and then Hicks and and Ripley are talking, and they're getting a little flirty with each other again, like, back, ha, 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 back and forth, like, ha, ha, you know. My name's Ellen. Right. 
So then um, they're talking about, they're looking at schematics and talking about sealing off the tunnels so that they can kind of lock themselves in there and wait. And then um, Hicks gives Ripley a, a locator. He's like, if anything happens, this way I'll be able to find you. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Get some of that ass. How come you didn't give nobody else a locator, Hicks? Right. You know, like, uh, I'm going to locate that ass. That ass. <laughs> <laughs> So they cut to Ripley and Newt in the med lab, and they're putting Newt in the med lab because they're assuming she's going to be safe there so they can put her to sleep, and Ripley's kind of like tucking her in, and she's being very motherly, and she's kind of like, Newt's like, I have bad dreams, and then Ripley's like, well, um, what's your doll's name? She's like, Casey, and she's like, well, your doll doesn't have bad dreams, and then Newt goes... She doesn't have bad dreams because she's just plastic. And Ripley's like, look, I'm trying to be cool with you here, but you really started to piss me off. I'm just kidding. She doesn't say that. (laughs) Um, Ripley gives Newt the locator that Hicks had just given her. And she's like, you wear this, and if anything happens, I'll be able to find you. And she's like, I'm not going to leave you. I promise. And she's like, you promise? And it's like, bitch, what did I just say? I promise. So she promises she's not going to leave Newt. She's tucking her in. And um, this is very, this is the whole motherly aspect of this. Like, mm. she's a surrogate mother for Newt, like, literally. So uh, now they're figuring out how the xenomorphs work. They're having a meeting, and they're like, the facehuggers come out of eggs, but who's laying the eggs? Mm. And they're like, oh, it must be something we haven't seen yet. Dun dun. Foreshadowing much? Right. So then. Um, Paul Reiser, Burke, wants them returned. He wants to take one and take it, even though he told Ripley they weren't doing that. He was a liar to begin with. And he was like, he wants to take them back for the bioweapons department, which is stupid. So Ripley's like, you can't do that. If, If one of these things gets back to Earth, we're done. You know, and she's like, and you're responsible for the deaths of all these people. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and I'm going to make sure everybody knows. So she's like, I'm going to tell everybody what happened. She, she's pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> so then um, Bishop realizes that there's like a, like a heater core breach. There's like steam coming out of one of the vents. Mm-hmm. And he says they got about four hours till the whole place blows up. So then Hudson's freaking out again, of course. Four more weeks and I was out, man. Four weeks and I'm going to die in the shithole, blah, blah, blah. So they're telling him to calm down. And then um, they decide somebody could remotely bring the other dropship down to get them out of there. But the satellite array is broken. Right. Somebody's got to go up there, manually hook into it so they can contact the dropship and get it down. So then Bishop decides he's going to go do it because he's the best person for the job. Right. So he's going to go fix the transmitter so they can bring the dropship down. And so he's crawling through these pipes to get there, and it's all cramped and crazy looking. Right. And um, Rickley and Hicks um, make a pact that they would die before they become a host because she's like, I don't want to end up like the others. If, if, I, if something happens, I'm... Got a fucking chest cavity. Yeah. Will you, <laughs> will you take care of it? And he's like, yeah. He goes, if something like that happens, I'll take care of us both. Like, I'll just, I'll kill us both. both. Right. So then um, he's he's showing her how to use a plasma rifle. So, okay, I got a question. Okay. So, and and maybe I've, you know, 
not paid attention up to this point or at all. So after, you know, the face hugger mm -hmm. gets on your face. Right. How the fuck does it like, does it just spit all this shit down your throat? Yes. Or here's what happens. Okay. Because. Okay. So here's the thing. I've read there's a, a novelization of Aliens. Okay. There's also a novelization of Aliens versus Predator. There's a series of books. Right. I've read all of them. Okay. I'm I'm a huge fan of this. Gotcha. What happens is the face hugger, when it jumps on your face, mm -hmm. it wraps its tail around your neck, causing you to gasp for air. <gasps> when your mouth opens, the vagina thing shoots out oh. and shoots the little spore thing down your throat into your chest. That's the actual face hugger. So after that thing's gone, the face hugger's dead and it just falls off you. Because gotcha. it's delivered its little package down your throat. It shot its load. It shot its load down your throat, yeah. <laughs> so then it gestates in there and it becomes the little worm alien thing and it comes busting out of your chest. Now, depending on what it's in, mm. it that's why the aliens look humanoid because they were in humans. Remember like in Resurrection, they had like the one that could swim and they had like the bull one or whatever. Right. There was one in a dog in a, not Prometheus, but the second movie. Um, Alien? No. no. It was, uh, wait, uh, it, no, it, uh. The one after Prometheus, I can't remember what it, Alien Covenant. There we go, Covenant. Um, remember that little thing looked like, because it was in a dog, it looked like a little dog thing, you know. And so that's how it works. Gotcha. It's, and this is another thing they don't talk about in the movies, but they talk about in the books. Uh -huh. If there's only one alien. Mm hmm it will change its sex to female so it can be a queen so it can start laying eggs. Wow. Yeah. So it's, they're, they're A-type? Yeah. They are absolutely built to survive anything. And so, then you find out later on in the Alien versus Predator books uh -huh. that the Predators genetically engineered the aliens to be that way hunt. so that they could drop them on planets and hunt them. So... My friend owns uh, like a vintage shop or whatever. Uh -huh. So he's always getting vintage clothes and, you know, clothes and shirts and shoes and shit like that, right? You so say vintage clothes? Clothes, yes. Clothes? Clothes and shoes. Right. <laughs> I feel like I'm Smeagol <laughs> or Samwise. <laughs> second Stupid season. Stupid hobbitses. Second season, thirdsies. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, Elevensies. <laughs> um, he had a shirt. Uh -huh. It was the fucking alien shirt with the the thing that came out of the shirt. Oh, that's cool. Look, I saw it and was like, holy Dang. shit. I just wasn't spending $60 on it. Was it like a promo? Like I, a promo like I, think, thing I don't know if they made them like that. I don't know if it was a promo That sounds not, like a promo thing was, like they would give out of like movie premieres. But uh, it had like the... The face hugger coming out or the, the, the actual thing chest buster there coming we go. out of it. it she was that's tight. pretty cool. I'm actually going to Google this shit. Now that's really cool. It was badass. I was like, man, I'm just not spending 60 bucks on this fucking shirt. Right. And it's hard being in the shirt game yourself. Yeah. It's oh, hard I'm to even spend that. $20 on a shirt because you know that the shirt costs $2. They got like mm -hmm. 75 cents in ink on that. Right. It's hard. It's but really no, it hard. was like an actual like puppet. Yeah. That's cool. That like popped out. See, that's some. Um, dude, I used to have a, a monster shirt, like mm -hmm. Monster Energy. Mm-hmm. That you could turn on, like it lit up. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Let's see. So it's called a chest burster. Chest buster, yeah. Burster. Bladder buster. Oh, wait, that's something else. See, look. Like I said, this shit's 60 bucks. Oh, that's tight. That is yeah. really cool. You can Google that and look it up if you guys want to. That's I, pretty cool. I just wasn't going to spend But where are you going to wear it at? Yeah. Except like, for Halloween. I would actually put that on my Hulk. My Hulk mannequin would wear that. <laughs> I might buy that. Just put it on my Hulk mannequin. 
Because I would do that. What, kind, what size shirt do you think he is? 3X? The Hulk? <laughs> I got him in a large right now. That I was Bruce, saying that. Oh, I got you. That Bruce Lee shirt's a large that he's wearing right now. Nice. Anyway, so um, where was I? So that's how the facehuggers work. So then um, they make a pact that they'll kill each other. Mm-hmm. So then Hicks is showing her how to use the plasma rifle. Right. And this is very awkward. You can totally tell they're into each other. I put in my notes, Hicks is showing her how to use the plasma rifle. I put in parentheses, he wants her to handle his plasma rifle. Oh. <laughs> so then he, she's like, what's this big thing right up here that I've got my hand wrapped around? He's like, oh, that's the grenade launcher. You probably don't need to mess with that. And she's like, you started this. We might as well go all the way. Might as well finish. <laughs> Drop spike. Right? So then uh, they cut back to Ripley going back into the med lab to check on Newt. And uh, freaking Paul Reiser locks them in and releases a face hugger on them. Oh, because they end up going to sleep right there, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, she lays down next to Newt, who's sleeping under the bed because she feels safer that way. And then um, she looks over and she notices one of the jars is overturned and it's empty. And she's like, Newt, wake up. Newt, wake up. We're in danger. And then the thing's running around. They're dodging it. They run to the door and the door's locked because Paul Reiser locked him in because he's a slimy, weaselly bastard. So as I was reading about that, you know, because I, 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 I don't want to say I wondered, but... Mm-hmm. And I Googled it. And um, they were saying in that point, it was because he needed to get the alien back to Earth. Yeah. Or... They actually say that in the okay. movie when they catch it. To when they it. catch him. Mm-hmm. They were trying to get it through like customs or whatever. Yep, to in the people. Him. And then she was saying even in the movie, I'll get to that when we get there. But when they figured out it was him, she's like, he was going to put the embryos in me and Newt. And then the rest of you guys in your cryo sleep, those would have malfunctioned and you would have died by the time you got back. Yep. So, they so would... he was going to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. So they're banging on the glass, but it's soundproof and they're trying to get help and nobody can hear them. And then they go to the control room and they're on the cameras and Hicks has his back turned and freaking Burke turns off the camera You're like, Damn. so that they can't see what's going on. So then um, she's like, Newt's like, Break the glass, break it. And Ripley tries to break it, but it's unbreakable. And, um, you know, Bruce Willis was standing there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so then Rick Ripley gets up and puts a flame to the fire, to the, to the uh, sprinkler. Uh, yep. So it sets off the fire alarm. That's pretty smart. So then everybody's like, oh, crap, what's going on? And then Ripley's fighting with the facehugger because it jumps up and is trying to get on her. And she's wrestling around with it. And there's another one in there that's loose, and Newt's standing there, and you can see it come up on the machine behind mm-hmm. her. This is the funny part. You can totally tell mm-hmm. it's a puppet with somebody's hand in it going like that. <laughs> if you watch it, you can tell it's a glove uh-huh. to look like a face hugger. It's really funny. Anyway, so there's another one coming after Newt. And um, so finally the Marines get there, and they're shooting the glass, and Hicks jumps through it and breaks it and gets through and uh, Vasquez and Hudson come in, and they feel, they kill the facehuggers. Right. And then right away, Ripley's like, it was Burke. And so then they got Burke sitting there, and she's laying the whole thing out, just like I said, where he was going to try and get us back to Earth with them inside us, and then you guys would have just malfunctioned in your sleep and died on the way there. 
And then he's like, that's crazy. How can you even say that? Nobody's believing him. And then Ripley says something which I think is really, really cool. She says, it makes me wonder which species is worse because you don't see them selling each other out for some money, you know, right. or whatever, like for for percent for a percentage. Right. She says, therein lies the whole message of the movie, I think. They're just trying to survive. We're greedy bastards. Because you got to think he's, he's literally, you know, got to sabotage all of this for money. Yeah, and let all these people die. I don't care. For, for money. So then um, the xenomorphs cut the power. All the power goes right, out, go out. And they go, they cut the power. And Hudson goes, how do they cut the power, man? They're animals. So, like, it's time to move. So then um, the motion sensors are going off now. And this is the part this you were talking part, about. Yes. And Hudson's got the motion sensor and he's reading it. And like, they're inside the perimeter. And uh, they're like, let's get back to operations. And they get in the operations thing. And they lock themselves in there. And he's like, they're at 20 meters, 18, 17, 15. They're definitely inside the barricades now. And it's going off. And you just see all the little dots on the thing where they're closing in. Holy shit. And he's like, they're at 12, 11, 10, 9. And then Hicks is like, remember, short controlled bursts with your with your weapons. Because they're trying to conserve. Yeah. Seven, six, and Ripley goes, that's in the room with us. And he's like, it's reading right, I swear. Five, four, and then they all realize, oh shit, they're above us. Right. So then they see the shit dripping down from the ceiling, like the the, the saliva, saliva shit. Mm -hmm. So then Hicks, this is my favorite part in the whole movie. Hicks gets up and he cracks the little ceiling thing and puts the flashlight and he just sees all these ones running down the thing towards mm -hmm. the opening. And he's like, oh, crap. So then they start dropping down from the ceiling. Paul Reiser takes off right away as they start dropping down. And everybody's they're shooting at him. And um, he takes off to get to medical and um, locks them in and so they can't get away. Mm -hmm. And they're all pissed off. And they're like, uh. So Hudson gets dragged to the floor. And he's dead. And then they finally get the door open and escape. And Burke is over by the med lab. And he turns around and there's an alien right behind him. And he's like, oh, and he gets it. Good mm -hmm. for him. Um, so now he's gone. That's what he gets. Right. For being a mealy-mouthed little bastard. Right. So then they're trying to figure out a way to get away. And Newt knows a way. She's like, through here. So they jump into the vents. And Newt knows her way around because she's been she's traveling been these right. forever to survive. And then um, you find out that Bishop has a ship, the dropship's on the way. He got the remote control and everything, and it'll be there in 16 minutes. So they're like, okay, we're really close to being rescued here. We're really close to getting out of this. So then Vasquez um, kills one of the xenomorphs because um, they're going through the, the, the air vents. Right, right, right. And Newt runs ahead. She's like, this way, this way. Ripley runs after her. Wait. So that leaves Gorman, Vasquez, and Hicks. They're kind of fighting off the things that are coming after them. So then Vasquez kills a xenomorph. And Gorman decides, because she got left behind, Gorman decides to go back for her. The, the lieutenant guy goes right. back for her. And then Hicks moves ahead to catch Ripley and Newt. So then 
Gorman and Voskes are there, and she's out of ammo now. She's using her handgun. The grenade. Gorman gets there, and he pulls out the grenade mm-hmm. and pulls it, and he's about to blow it. And the aliens are, they're waiting for the aliens to close in so they can take as many out as possible. <clears throat> and Vasquez goes, you always were an asshole, Gorman. And then she like grabs his hand and they blow the grenade and they all blow up and take the aliens with them. So then. Live the, like a suicide. Live like a goddamn suicide. And then uh, the explosion rocks everything. So Newt falls down this little like hole. And she's Ripley's trying to grab her. Hicks is trying to grab her. And then she slides down the shaft. No, no, and she's gone. She's getting fucked now, sliding down the shaft. Right, oh my god! So yeah. then uh, she lands in water, and she's sitting there. And uh, Hicks and Ripley are like, "We're gonna come for you. We got your tracking unit, you know." So they're trying to cut. Um, they finally find the the plate that she's under. And they're trying to cut through it. And they're like, you got to get down so we can cut this. And this is that cool scene where she's standing in the water. Uh-huh. And that big-ass alien rises up behind her and grabs her that they show in the preview. If I'm not mistaken, what they so to get that effect with their tail, mm-hmm. I think they had their tail on like a string or something Yeah, you like could that. tell. It was like a puppet almost, uh-huh. like getting pulled out. Like that shit, like to be honest, like that shit you see in your fucking nightmares. Oh, yeah, totally. Like... Your 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 first person, but third person as well. Yeah. And you see it, and it's like, well, oh. and that's one of those like the dreams where you you're running, but you can't run fast enough because right. something's after you, and you feel that that hair on the back of your neck stand up. Yep. Like that's that, that's the epitome of that moment. Yep. So they finally get the thing cut away, and she breaks it, and she, and Ripley looks down, and all that's there is the floating like doll head floating in the water, mm-hmm. and she's like, no, and then Hicks grabs her because she wants to jump down there. And he's grabbing her, and she's going, they don't kill you. She's alive. They don't kill you. So um, Hicks shoots an alien and gets injured, and they make it back to level one where the dropship's coming, and they get on the dropship, and Ripley gets Hicks and Bishop in you know position and everything. And then Ripley starts arming up, and she's like, I'm going back after Newt. montage (laughs) right and then um they're like you only have 19 minutes and the alarms are going off and there's a warning warning you have 15 minutes to get to safe minimal distance blah 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 six feet yep (laughs) six feet motherfucker social distance (laughs) so the alarms are going off she jumps in the elevator and starts going down and she's arming herself and strapping everything on and getting ready to go into battle and she's tracking newt with her transponder thing. And then she's making her, she gets to the bottom, the elevator opens and she's making her way through the alien goop and all the shit dripping everywhere and all nasty. And she gets right up on top of it. And she realizes it's just the transponder laying on the ground. Smart ass alien. And she's like, no. So then they cut to Newt, who's all cocooned up to the wall Mm -hmm. with an egg in front of her. And the egg opens, and Newt starts screaming, and Ripley hears her. So she's like, I'm coming to get you. I'm coming, baby. She gets there, and she destroys the egg and the facehugger. Put the flamethrower? Yep. And she cuts Newt out of the wall, and she grabs her around her shoulder, and she starts running. And this is where you can totally tell that it's a doll, Uh because it's all stiff and kind of bobbing around like Chucky. So then... um, (laughs) 
she gets into this room and she realizes, holy shit, we're standing in just the middle of a bunch of alien eggs. And then she looks over, and this is a cool scene too. She sees the egg being laid, mm-hmm. and she follows the nasty ass, crusty looking egg sack thing all the way up and they're showing it the camera's following it and it goes right up and there's an alien queen big ass fucking alien queen and i noted on this happy mother's day happy mother's day that's the mother of all mothers. right so the xenomorphs you see them coming from all directions to kind of surround them and ripley fires the flamethrower and then points it at the egg and the alien queen starts screaming and she's communicating with the other xenomorphs Come. because they all back up. Uh-huh. Because this shows that the aliens are intelligent. Right. I mean, they've been cutting the power. You know, all the, like you just said, they took the transponder off of her. Mm-hmm. They're not just animals. They're highly intelligent. And she understood when Ripley blasted the flamethrower, then pointed at the egg, she absolutely understood what that meant. And she communicated with the other xenomorphs to back up it's almost, it almost makes you think something like a colony like a, of bugs or like ants or something like that that's exactly what it is so get this in the books uh-huh. the alien queen had telepathic powers wow she could get in your head and fuck with you to make you like bring people to her or come to her yourself so you could get in, implanted with an alien damn and it was almost like a euphoric like the queen is God. The queen is all. I must do what the queen says. Like she could get in your head. Damn. And um, so, yeah, there was totally the aliens were able to communicate with each other that way. So then um, she starts backing out with Newt and the, they're kind of letting her go. But this wasn't. And here's the thing. And this is what we were just talking about when you're like, well, if they just killed him. Ripley was clear. Right. They were going to nuke it. It was all going to blow up. Right. But it wasn't good enough for Ripley. Ripley gets to the end of the thing and starts torching the eggs with the flamethrower, which pisses the alien queen off. She starts screaming. And as she's leaving, she takes off her whole like grenade belt and throws it in there and it blows everything up. The queen is pissed. She rips herself free of the egg sack thing she had on. And Ripley and the doll are running away, and then they announce <laughs> the right. They announce four minutes to get out of you know to get to safe minimum distance. So then they get to the elevator, and it finally comes down. Like Ripley's waiting on it, and the elevator finally gets there, and they they jump on, and the queen's coming, and Ripley blowtorches the queen so the door can shut. Well, the queen, this shows how smart she is. Looks over at the ele- other elevator and it's like, ah, gets on the other elevator. <laughs> so they get back up and the elevator door opens and there's an empty platform at the top. She thinks Bishop left them and she freaks out. Everything's falling apart. Everything's exploding. Everything's on fire. It looks like a Nicolas Cage movie. Anyway. Indeed it does. Right? <laughs> That's high praise. <laughs> so... um. The other elevator comes up, and the door opens, and it's the queen. And didn't you say something, you know, fun fact about the queen? Yeah, the tail didn't fit mm-hmm. because it was too big. And even with the tail off, they had to take the back off the elevator and do, like, some camera tricks so you couldn't tell. Damn. And that's, what, 86? Yep. That's some, That's some. <laughs> you know, that's still, um, 
It's not, I, is there CGI in this or no? No, this is all practical effects. Gotcha. That's the so cool you, thing about that's it. That's why I'm like, it's still I practical effects. practical I effects. I couldn't think of the word, but yes, it's practical effects. Right, still. That's all of this. It was all sets and miniatures and cool shit like that. So just as the alien queen gets off the elevator, Bishop comes out of nowhere, and he swoops into the rescue with the dropship. And he drops the little thing, and they get on board, and Bishop takes off just in time as everything is blowing up. They're flying away, and everything gets nude. <sighs> And we're like, yay, we made it. But little did they know. Yeah. And Newt's like, Newt's like, I knew you'd come. You didn't lie. She was like, Ripley, I knew you'd come. <laughs> anyway, so then uh, they're like, Hicks is going to be okay. We just got to get him, you know, into a bed or whatever. And they're like, yay, everything's good. And then she's like, thank you, Bishop, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I didn't mean to scare you. It's that the platform was unstable and I had to get off it. Da da da. So then all of a sudden they look down and there's acid dripping on the ground and they're like, what the what? And then all of a sudden Bishop's chest explodes, <laughs> the queen's tail sticking through it, and he's fucked up. And he starts puking milk all over the place. And uh, he was puking pigs in a blanket by 10 o'clock. <laughs> Anyway, so he's puking milk everywhere, and the alien queen lifts him up into the air with her tail and just rips him in half, and it's all nasty. And he hits the deck. So then, oh, that's the last one. The one with the hole. uh, Yeah, but I knew there was one more. I'm look. That's why I was like, it's gonna come up. I know it is. It's gonna come up. Yes. So then the queen steps down onto the platform, and she's pissed. And uh, Ripley tells Newt to run. And Ripley gets the queen to chase her. And Ripley makes it through this big blast door and shuts it before the queen can get there. So the queen starts to go after Newt. And Newt's running away and the queen's like pulling up the plates trying to get to her. And all of a sudden, that blast door opens up again. And there's Ripley in the little front loader thing. And she comes forward like a mech suit. And then there's the favorite line, get away from her, you bitch. bitch. She said bitch with so much emphasis. Dude, she spit it. Right. She, that bitch was spitting. <laughs> so then Ripley starts fighting the queen in the loader. Zoom, 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 and she's punching her, like kicking the shit out of the queen. And then... Um, she grabs her by the neck, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, a couple of times. And the thing's snapping at her. The little mm-hmm. second mouth is coming out and snapping at her. So then um, Ripley opens up the cargo door. There we go. And she's trying to throw the queen in because at the bottom of the cargo door, she can open it up and blast into space. Mm -hmm. So as she is throwing the queen down, the queen grabs the cargo loader and pulls it down with her. This is the flub we were talking about. When it crashes down, it hits the edge of that hole and the little light at the top breaks. And and the, the crazy thing is, if I'm not mistaken... It, it, they put emphasis on that break. Yeah, there's like a close-up of it. Right. And then when they show them both laying at the bottom of that little cargo hold thing, the and light's the light intact flashing. and it's flashing. So they're trying to... They're they're struggling, and then Ripley unbuckles herself and gets onto the ladder, and um, she's climbing up the ladder, and she actually... And she gets to hit the button, and it opens up the airlock... And the queen gets shot into space. 
and they show this cool shot of the queen like ah screaming ah like flying through space mm -hmm. do you know what the alien scream is uh so uh, oh here we go uh, so when i was listening to it earlier mm -hmm. um give me a second because i i picked up on it right away um and that that was one of the things that I was uh, one of the, like uh, like I already told you I like the weird facts about stuff. Right. Um, give me a second. Give me a second because I because I know the T Rexes in uh, Jurassic Park. Uh huh. Those so they're they're a combination of roaches, roach, um, screams, hissing cockroaches, hissing, uh -huh. you, um, and like tigers and stuff like really? that. So you get that roar. Okay. Um, so. When I heard the, the whatchamacallit, I was like, wait, what animal is that? And I knew it earlier. Um, so I'm just going to say sheep. It's a baboon. Really? Yeah, it's a, and they modified it a little bit. Really? Yeah, it's a baboon. How scary is that? Hell yeah. Baboons ain't no joke. Because I, I heard it earlier, and I was like, damn. If your ass was that red all the time, you'd be in a bad mood too. <laughs> <laughs> Follow Rafiki. He knows right? do we? <laughs> so then um so she opens the the it blasts the alien queen into space well when the when the airlock opens everything starts getting sucked out newt sliding across the floor uh -huh. bishop sliding across the floor bishop grabs the grate and then grabs newt on the way by and top, saves her too top here's the bishop. flub Tosh, it's top the top half, half of bishop mm -hmm. and in the older versions of the movies you can see the hole that he's sticking out of they have like the they have his upper torso, right? Uh, you can you can see he's laying you know in a hole. It's called supine on the spine. Uh, you can see that's how it is. Okay, but in you know actuality, he's in a hole. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened was they realized that um, James Cameron went back for the Blu-ray uh -huh. and digitally covered the hole. And it looks and it, it you can you can see that they 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 put a filter on that. Right. You know, they, it's all enhanced and stuff like that. But he is definitely, like, even in the the remake of it or whatever, you, it looks like he's yeah. almost floating a little right. bit because of the hole. Yeah, because of him then, being um, so far down compared to where his upper torso is. And then Bishop was like, "I'm down in a hole. <laughs> There's a hole in the bucket. bucket oh, my bucket's got bucket. a hole in it. That's it. My bucket's got a hole in it. My bishop's got a hole in it." <laughs> So then uh, Bishop grabs her on the way by and saves her, and Ripley finally gets to the top and hits the button again, and the door closes. And they're all like, hey, we're okay. So then when, this is interesting, when Ripley goes over to Newt, when Newt grabs her, she calls her mommy. Mm -hmm. And I had to rewind it twice to make sure I got that right. I'm like, she could have said Ripley, and I know. Right. She called her mommy. And then um, Bishop's laying there all fucked up, and he's like, not bad for a human. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> so then Ripley puts everyone into space sleep. And she's tucking Newt in to, to go into space sleep. And Newt's like, can I dream? And Ripley says, yes, we both can. And then they do a close-up on Newt in the little cryo chamber asleep. Mm -hmm. And it fades out to credits. And that is the end of the movie. And they lived happily ever after. Till Alien Three, <laughs> which is garbage. Like again, I cannot tell you what happens in Alien Three. A whole lot of nothing. Because I know in Four, you know, of course, you know, Resurrection, 
everything is based off of uh, Ripley. Yes. But they're all clones. Yes. Even the one that we're following throughout the storyline is a clone. Right. Ripley. And then there's like half Ripley, half alien yeah, hybrid, they were hybrid. things. Mm-hmm. Crazy shit like that. So, yeah, that was the movie. So, let's do this on a scale of 1 to 10. What do you give this? 7.8. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'll give it an 8. Yeah, how about take it right um, around there? I love this movie. I mm-hmm. remember the first time I saw this movie uh, when I was a kid, uh-huh. it was on TV, so it was all edited and stuff. Right. But it was... Uh, on ABC, they used to do the ABC Sunday Night Movie, uh-huh. and I remember it was the ABC Sunday Night Movie, and it ran a little long. It went to like ten o'clock or ten twenty or something. The news came on late afterwards, but um, I remember just being blown away, like, "Wow, that's freaking awesome!" I think I was like maybe eleven years old. Gotcha. Because I think I I was eleven when it came out, so I had to be. It, it usually took about a year, so I was probably twelve when I saw it. Nice. But I was just blown away. I was like, holy crap, that's freaking cool. Um, so, yeah, I'd give it an 8. You give it a 7.8. 7.8. Uh, we didn't do the BBG meter right? last time, but that's okay because there wasn't anything like that in Con Air. I, I was just thinking that, but too. But it's kind of the same thing here. BBG, I, I think. There's there's goop and there's green blood. And I would call that guts. Would you call that guts? I don't know. We had a lot of Ripley running around and the wife beater with no brawn. Right. But I wouldn't call that the boobs. No. So I get the the B, the first B, I would give it a zero, no right. boobs. Uh, the blood, I would give it another, I would give it a, maybe a, a one. Yeah. Because there is some blood, because there's some chest busting and things going on. Um, and then the guts, I would call the alien goop and stuff guts. Okay. So I would maybe give that like a six. Okay. Because there is a good amount of it kind of around here and there and dripping down off of mouths and shit like that. So I'll go um, definitely zero on the boobs. Right. Because there's no... So boobs, blood, eh. I'll say two. Right. Okay. You know, it's That's something fair. very low. But it know? was, yeah. Again, it was used where it needed to be. Right. Um, and, I, and I think it was tastefully done. Right. But that's why it even shows up on the scale. Because if not, eh. Right. Because like the one that I think of just right off the back is when she rolls when she she's driving the APC mm-hmm. and she crushes it and you see the yeah voice. yeah well I was <laughs> thinking of um, when she had the dream in the beginning oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. chestbuster was coming out of her that was kind of bloody um, other than that yeah and then if you want to call the alien guts the Good the goopy yeah. shit I mean you could give it a either that or I would say like the you know the uh, egg hatchers and shit like that. Like right, that's kind of them, them being in and them being in those cocoons and yep. stuff like that. I'll give yep. it that. So All right, I'll take six. Cool, that sounds good to me. Yeah, that sounds about right. There you have it. So let's uh, check out what we're going to be watching next time on the Seven Hundred Tapes podcast from the director of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Adam and Barbara are ghosts. What's the good of being a ghost oh. if you can't bring people away? <laughs> Their house. Is being oh, haunted by the living. Maybe they the house like could use a lower remodeling. And they can't scare them <laughs> into leaving. They're dead. It's a little late to be neurotic. So they're calling on Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Who's no ordinary ghost. Yeah, you don't want his help. Can you be scary? What do you think of this? Now, the party's over. You want somebody out of the house? I want to get somebody out of your house. <laughs> But the fun has just begun. It's showtime. Learn to throw your voice, fool your friends, fun and party. Not bad.
favorite part of that movie is when he's in the little miniature set oh yeah and he grabs that fly no oh well i like that that's kind of cool too that was weird yeah but like when he goes when he changes the house into the whole house like the oh stripper, that's oh, right yeah, baby. yeah yeah and he's dancing right, right. no that is like so funny for some reason that part is so funny right. to me and it's been that for years yep <laughs> so, yeah beetlejuice is beetlejuice, our beetlejuice, next beetlejuice is our next review that we will be doing on the 700 Tapes podcast. Hey, I'm super excited about that. And, um, dude, I remember we watched that in fifth grade. They brought it in, like, it was the day before, like, spring break or whatever. Uh-huh. And we watched Beetlejuice. That was pretty cool. Uh, so you got the TV to get rolled in. <laughs> yeah, they rolled the TV in with, on the little With the VCR? With the VCR. Nice. That's right. So... In true 700 Tapes podcast fashion, we started this show out with Mr. T, Tupac, and Danzig. We're going to close this show out with the Spice Girls. Like, I almost said Mandy Moore for a second. No, like, this is the, uh, <laughs> it's Mother's Day, so this is the Mama song from gotcha. the Spice Girls. I thought it was pretty, it was nice. If you listen to this with your mom, you can kind of groove to it. There it is. Remember the Spice Girls? Hell yes. Who is your favorite Spice Girl? Come on now, man. It's easy. Is it scary? Hell yeah. Uh, Jerry Hallowell. That's my favorite. Ginger Spice. Ginger? Okay, I thought uh, you might have said Posh. No, no. And now? I had a thing for Ginger. Ooh. Dude, Posh looks better now than she did in the 90s. Definitely. Oh my God. Definitely. Who would she marry? Um, David Beckham? David Beckham. Look David at Beckham's been. David Beckham's been good for her. Yeah. God, she looked good. Look at Man. me knowing some shit. I know. Anyway, that's it. That's the 700 Taste Podcast. Be sure and check us out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, drop us a line, 700tapes at gmail.com. Look at the Instagram page and you will see the legacy and I practicing our social distancing and, and being responsible and wearing our masks. For real, for real this time. Not when I had a luchador mask on in the other video. <laughs> but uh, until next time, I am Jasperino, joined as always by the man, the myth, the legacy. Hell yeah. Mr. Roman Alvarado. We bid you farewell. Happy Mother's Day. I want to give a shout out to my mom. Right. Um, I just want to say Bill Gluckman is down with the bitches and hoes. Damn, <laughs> all right. That's all from Malibu. Thank you for... <laughs> Thank you for giving us life. We appreciate all the mothers out there. I love you, mama. Hug your mom today. You put her through a lot of shit when you were a kid. You owe her. Definitely. And with that, we are going to bid you farewell, and we will catch you on the goddamn flip side. Peace.